assholes. <laughs> you got to do that from here on out? Nah, nah, I can't. It gets hot in here, bro. I, I can't help it, man. I just can't. It's an amazing day. God yeah, is good. What's going on, everybody? God is good. We're here for another day, another episode of Player's Choice. Uh, JD isn't here to, you know, work his sorcery and magic. So me and Mars just have to hold it down on the hosting end over here. What, Mars? I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, now you do. No, now you do. We're just, we're just gonna slash you back over there. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with me. Yo, what's going on with everybody? How's everybody feeling today? My not team bad, sucks. My team sucks. Take that yeah, L, Mars. We suck together, though. My 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 team sucks too. But I'm glad we beat y'all, though. Let's go, bro. But at least at least y'all have enough foundation to still turn it around, unlike some other teams. Yeah, I'm not about to. I'm not about to say it's over, but. It's, it, I don't enjoy watching my team lose. I'm a little bit worried for you guys, though. Um, last season, you guys were on to a strong start. And this season, I mean, three and five. I, I looked at the record last night. I didn't realize I was at a negative already. I'm just I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is a really bad start for Golden State. And, you know, if you're competing for titles and everything, I'm not going to say you're not going to be a good team, but you're trying to have those championship aspirations. I mean, Showing signs like this this early on, it's, it's scary for me. It's scary for me, Mars. I'm worried about you guys. Dub, you don't think it's kind of like, you know, they call it the championship hangover? You don't think they just really like, we done done this shit way too much. We're not no. really too concerned. No, they, they're, they're, they're not a team that they're not a team that falls under that light. They they know what it is to win. They know what it is to repeat. They know what it is to go to back to back to back finals. This is not something that I think a team of their caliber should be showing. It would be different if it was a one off like the uh, Rams last season. But this is a team that knows how to win. So this is this is very scary. Maybe uh, the shit with Draymond Green had more of an effect than we thought. I don't know because the defense hasn't been looking the same way as it used to. And that's the main worries I have. And a championship hangover is typically just one game, not eight. What could last in the first few weeks, but I don't think the Golden State Warriors is that. I don't know. They're three and five? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They got stepped. They'll be okay. What other games did you watch last night, Mars? Because I know you don't um, sleep. What other games did I watch? I watched, did you watch um, the Minnesota one? I did not watch the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let me look at what games were on the schedule so I can remember what I've been looking well, at. While you're looking at, I want to talk about something real quick as you're looking. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, listen. You know what pisses me off? And I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy who really been sticking out with the Nets from last season, but y'all pissing me off right now. You get your coach... The coach that y'all didn't want up out of there. Deliver the next fucking game, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You gotta deliver that next game after getting exactly what you wanted. I heard you the fourth lose. quarter was really The fourth bad quarter me. was brutal. Y'all was playing well the whole entire game. That fourth quarter, y'all lost it. Come on, son. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Kevin Durant, you getting me tight get me real tight right now because son i really think that you are one of these dudes in this league i'm tired of this whole disrespect you're not top five but when you're not answering like this this is the times where you need to answer this shit you're not answering right now bro you gotta get that win after you got the coach that you didn't want up out of there bro like come on man 
Like, come on, bro. That's that getting me mad, bro. Duh, but this is what I was trying to say last episode. And Dale was uh Dale and Bobby were having a heated exchange, so I couldn't really get it off. But I'm like, the thing about it is with KD, it's like you're you're held to such high standards, and we all know you're dope. We all like as much as much shit as as well come up here and talk shit about KD. We all know KD is him. Yeah, I focus so it's on the like, wrong player. It's I mean, but I'm gonna get to him too. But I'm I'm saying with KD though, because I gotta start with the best player. I gotta start with KD. Bob was talking about leadership in 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 the locker room and things of that nature. Yeah, that's important. But I think what's more important is him taking over at certain parts of the game. So, bro, you can't come in the fourth quarter and score two points. You're Kevin Durant. I'm like, and here's my thing. Luca will go out there and put his team on his back and score and score and score until he can't score no more. Why doesn't KD do that? I, I mean, I don't – As far I look at it as contribution. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have a down – I'm not excusing KD. You know what I'm saying? You can have a down fourth quarter, you know what I mean? And that's just what it is. But at the end of the day, he had 30-plus – points you know what i'm saying yeah and so he did his thing for the game i'm looking at it now okay where's the other guy that typically pours on just as much as he does and it's not like he wasn't only like not there in the fourth but also the third also the second and also the first so it's like i'm not looking at kd i'm looking at the other guy no listen you could look at the other i understand Kyrie irving only have four points i get that but at the end of the day bro I got to look at KD. That fourth quarter was not good. He didn't put a lot of shots up as well. And he allowed the other team to gain a rhythm. I'm looking at the best guy. I'm looking at the best guy. Yes, he scored 30 points. Cool. But listen, when you got to put your foot on the throat to kill those guys, you up. You as the best player got to sit here and deliver. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You have to. Especially when now you're getting everything you wanted. You have to answer the call. You have to answer the call, bro. But you also have to shoot and bail because they don't have a head coach right now. You know what I mean? They're in turmoil, That's what he obviously. That's They're what in, he wanted, though. That's not to have a head coach? Hasn't Jacques Vaughn been there for a while, though? Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be the head coach. They have a new head coach coming in, right? So it's like, and when you're talking about, oh, that's what he wanted, that's what he wanted, not to have a head coach. Like, no, that's not what he – he didn't want it like that. If you say, like, Kyrie, you know what, man, we don't need a head coach because we got us or whatever, then you are taking away all of the preparation, all of the preseason that they would have needed in order for them to run the, the show by themselves. They didn't have that. They had a head coach. Steve Nash did his thing up until this point. He's up out of there, and now they're just – Tossed in the cold water, you know what I mean, with no preparation to do whatever they, they needed to do in order to be successful. So, like, that's not the same, Doug. Like, that's not the same. And also, again, early in the season, I'm not saying the Nets couldn't do anything later down the line. I'm just saying it's like it's one game is early, you know what I mean? They're they're in the they're in the stay in the in the stage of revamping the whole shit. So But but Dero, I get that point, but the whole thing I'm looking at it is I'm if I'm in KD's shoes, I, me and Kyrie did not want this guy in here. They did not want this guy to be a head coach. I have to deal with some of those consequences. One of those consequences is that. So me being the guy that I say that I am, because KD does think he's a top five or arguably the best player in the world. Me, I need to take the uh, uh, the challenge of, you know what, I'm going to deliver for my team, even though we're going through this nonsense right now. KD, he played a phenomenal game. I'm not going to say he didn't play great. I'm not going to say that. My whole thing is delivering. 
in that fourth quarter, that fourth quarter was really bad for him. He only made one shot, missed some wide open shots as well, and he had three turnovers. That my whole point is phenomenal. My whole point is delivering, son. It is delivering, and that is my whole argument. I got everything I wanted. I need to deliver for my team because I'm making them do something that I wanted, that I wanted to do. I wanted Nash out of there. You feel been me? Been saying that. I'm like, bro, you're 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 KD, bro. You gotta go out shooting. You can't. Your team can't go. What are they? Two and what? Two they two and six. Your team can't go two and six, bro. And you're not out here shooting shooting 25 shots a game. You're letting Kyrie outshoot you every game except for last night. Because up until this point, Kyrie Katie been has always been outshot, though. No, that's, the that's, 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 that's the point he's never, I'm trying he's to make. never put up crazy amounts of shots. How are you KD and you're getting outshot? And because that's reason. him. That's exactly who he is. He's well, not going to put hey, up crazy well, shots. Now, now, now we got to reverse the whole thing. Because if this is who you are, but we're saying that you're this guy, it's something that's wrong. It's it's just so, and I don't know what yeah, it who's is. wrong though. Coach, if if he's if he's showing you who he is or whatever, and he's never and he's never said. I mean, I'm not gonna say that, but now, I'm, yo, I think you have a point because I'm not gonna lie, Ron. That's a little nasty because KD is that type of guy so, to let others shoot more than him, and so he's still able to get so off. Duh. And he said so this. Duh. He said this it's on not his about podcast him getting, too. It's not about him getting off. Yes, he can get his thirty, but KD, maybe we need you to get forty, fifty. Uh, I'm mm. saying we need. It's not working as is right now. Can Can KD not get fifty? Can he not, not every do that? Game. Not so every is game. Oh, I'm to get fifty he, for them to win. I mean, it's not working with him getting thirty or twenty. So but I'm like, that's just on the team not being good it. enough. That's just Man, the he's not passing the ball to the other team. That's if if you have to ask someone to get fifty to win regular season games, and the team just isn't good. They're not. And also, we're focusing okay, completely on offense when we know everybody and their mama know that their defense is trash. That's very true. And I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that like KD, if he's not leading the league, he's I mean leading his team in shots up, it's damn near it. I mean in Golden State, Clay Thompson took more shots than KD two of the three years. Like he's never been a high volume shooter. Like if Clay Thompson's taking more shots than KD, like we won, so no one complains. It's just now the team's bad. It's like, oh KD take more shots. When he was never taking the most shots on the team. No one was complaining when it was successful. So you're just asking him to change his game because the team is bad, but that's not his game. So you're just asking him to not be himself. So what's your opinion on, on KD in like in this scenario? Um, I mean, I didn't watch the Bulls game, so I'm not going to talk about what happened in the game. I know he had a few turnovers <coughs> in the fourth, but I don't know how they happened. Um, I'll say from what I've seen of KD this year, he's been pretty much the same KD I've always seen. Well, that I've seen in Brooklyn. I don't think he's been as aggressive rebounding the ball this year as usual, but I guess that'll come with time, I guess, or he's just doesn't can't be bothered. But KD, in terms of scoring, I didn't expect him to be taking more shots than Kyrie because Kyrie takes a lot of shots. I think he took more shots. You don't think that's a problem, though? Kyrie out here running around, dribbling, shooting everything, and KD just sitting there I think that's more of a problem on Kyrie's questionable shot selection then KD needs to be more aggressive <clears throat> KD doesn't need 25 shots to be productive that's a that's no a big credit I, I, to I understand game. that so I, I, I understand you guys more. are saying that he doesn't need to shoot that to, to put up his numbers and get to that but I'm saying these these are his average career numbers maybe this year he needs to raise the bar and instead of averaging 30 maybe he needs to average 36 like James did that one year because so he's averaging 30 he's 30, right he's now, 30, bro. 34. Or 34. maybe someone else needs to step up. Like cool, cool. And 
and, and, and this is my man Rolls Royce. Everybody, go ahead and uh, talk to him. How do you feel about this? everybody? Who's having everybody? Rolls think, Royce, uh, riding in the Rolls Royce, man. I hear all that background noise. That shit crazy, <sighs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everybody else on, on that entire Brooklyn squad needs to step up. From Kyrie, especially Ben Simmons, you know he needs to get get his shit together. There's no way that team should be defensively performing the way that they are. No way. Ben might need to sit down and finish getting healthy. I'm not sure if he's ready. He for sure not ready. He for sure not healthy. I'm convinced. <clears throat> yeah, he got to sit down for a little bit. Ron, but I, I mean, he I, has been sitting, right? Did he play yeah, last he night? Did, he didn't. He didn't play the last two games. Right. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I think that shows it. I want to clarify for everybody. I don't agree with what the hell Ron said. I just agree with him delivering that last game. But KD has been doing his job for the majority of the season. It's just the last game I wanted him to deliver. But I, I agree with L2. A lot of the other guys on the defensive side of things has to step up. And KD too, because I see a lot of ball watching. I see a lot of guys not really in it, not giving the same type of energy and effort. The only person I really see giving tons of effort is Nick's Claxton. And that's about it. Uh, KD's a victim of this We've all watching a lot, too. So I think the team as a whole needs to start buying in and start stepping up, mainly defensively, because I think their offense is fine. I think their offense does pretty well, which is re relying on Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But it's just the defense, bro. It's terrible. But you believe the defense is going to be fixed with new coaching, right? I, I, I believe that E-May I, I e uh, could change things around for those guys, could give them more – structure he can make them more uh, uh uh make them more bought in to what he's selling apart from a steve nash and that's a key part in defense as well being bought in to what the coach has going on so i, I really think that e-man the defense would improve uh with him got, there. but the difference between them is when he was with boston it wasn't just it wasn't just uh inmate it was it was a lot of market smart too and i'm not i'm not and when i say this i'm not talking about just pure talent right not just pure talent. We can and we can leave JT out of this. We can leave JT out of this. But when you got the the Nets, you got Kyrie, KD, and then when Ben Simmons is back healthy, right? You got those three. That's not the same as having Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford. Not talent wise. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about as a mentality, as being a dog, buying into a system, playing defense. Kyrie is not Marcus Smart, so you know you can't expect Emma Adoka to get the same thing out of Kyrie as he got out of Marcus Smart. You can't expect but, um, him to get the same thing out of KD as Jalen Brown, and definitely not the same thing from Ben Simmons to Al Horford. We're not, not asking the them we're not asking them to be like the Boston Celtics defense, but at least middle of the pack, maybe scratching top 12, top 13. That's all I'm asking for, and that's all I, th I think that that's what they're capable of. I think that's all they need, in my opinion. Maybe so, but like, I mean, just want to reiterate that Kyrie is not Marcus. You're not going to get the same thing. And to put some context uh, in the last game, behind the last game, Zach Levine scored 20 in the, in the fourth quarter to lead the Bulls to a victory, a come-from-behind victory at that. Uh, he finished with 29. DeMar DeRozan had 20. KD did have 32, 9-6. and six, But Kyrie just had a bad game with four. So now, uh, Ticket, I'm going I'm, I'm to come to you, and, I'm, and I want to know what happens with M.A. Udoka stepping in. Right, yes. I think it might not be here. Yo, Royce, uh, talk to me. How do you feel about M.A. Udoka? 
potentially, and keep in mind that the, the deal is not set in stone, but how do you feel about him possibly stepping in? I think it changes the whole culture for the organization, honestly. You're going to actually have a built offense, a built defense. You're going to have a philosophy for the team to follow. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the whole, the whole organization from top to bottom, honestly. They have the personnel for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? You you put it, you put your Ben Simmons into your uh, into your Marcus Smart spot. You got two scores at the top of the wing and on the uh, at the top of the key and on the wing, who can both ISO and do whatever they want to do, score whenever they want to. You got a rebounder in Nick Claxton. He's gonna do his thing. I mean, I honestly think they're they're gonna uh, turn everything around. Royce, Nick's a rebounder. The best that they got. <laughs> the best that they got. You gotta let that young kid develop. But that's Most the best definitely, that they but got right now. Do they got? Does do they have time to let him develop though? They're they're looking to win right now, so he's gonna develop throughout the season. He's gonna get wow. more time, more time on the floor, more time on the floor. How else do you develop? Does anybody know why they haven't signed Dwight yet? What's going on with that? I think Adam Dwight wouldn't be bad. I think he said something about they wanted a floor spacer at the five, and that's why they didn't pick him up. That's just to cater for Ben Simmons. Because when you if you look at the Nets, with Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton on the floor, they look horrific offensively. It's really just KD and Kyrie bailing them out a whole bunch of times. Because Ben Simmons and Claxton on the court offensively just wasn't working because... Ben sets one screen and then it's borderline illegal every time. But if he doesn't get called, he sets a screen, then he goes and hides in the dunker spot. And then Claxton can't be there. So then he runs around trying to set a screen for Joe Harris, but Joe Harris can't shoot right now. So the offense is just really clunky and then it just falls back on KD Kyrie isolation. So that fit is just bad. I don't like it either. I think that I, that's why I say I think they should have Ben Simmons more with the ball in his hands because I do think he's a great passer. Having been having more with the ball in his hands in uh half court, have Claxton, Kyrie, and Katie run off ball and try to have Ben Simmons make plays off of that, sort of like Draymond Green, but they're not really doing that. They don't give him uh the ball a lot in the half court, mainly because I think Ben needs to start being more aggressive as well. There's a lot of times where he has a smaller guy on him. Sometimes you just gotta put your head down and drive, bro. Like I just don't think that's in his makeup. Like Ben Ben Simmons has the ability to be an aggressive scorer, but like Draymond Green can't score, but he's aggressive, so he at least pulls some sort of defensive attention sometimes. Ben Simmons doesn't do any of that. He just walks around. He's part he's of the there. initial action. He sets the screen, and then after that, he's just invisible the rest of the possession. Mm-hmm. He, there's no there's no <clears throat> second effort for him. There's no anything after that initial screen, that initial action, and then he just goes and hides in the dunker spot. And that's a problem. Because Draymond Green, if he throws a handoff to Steph, he's going to set a screen for Clay now. He's going to move around. He's going to get the ball back at the top of the key and look for someone else. After Ben Simmons' first initial play, nothing else happens for the rest of that possession with him, and he just stands around. Do you think that's, that's more do you think that that's more of a him and that's more of a coaching? Because I don't know. I don't know which one it is. I don't know, because Steve Nash is trash. So I could give him the Steve Nash um, cop out. And maybe with I mean, did he do it in, in Philadelphia though? Doc I mean, Rivers, he, Doc Rivers started. He, had, he was he doing had the it ball with. a lot more in Philly, so it was less noticeable. But when he didn't have the ball, it was a lot of just standing in the dunker spot once again. So it's kind yeah, of that's been more so what I'm getting at. 
is he was more in transition well. in Philadelphia as well. So that's why he averaged like 15 points a game. It was a lot of transition. That's where most of his points came. And now in transition, he's just looking for shooters. So there's really no scoring aggression from him. But I can give him the Steve Nash cop up for a little while. But I need to see something change. All right. Uh, I'm, so with with Nash being gone, we all felt like that was absolutely the best move for the team, right? Nash had to get up out of there, or did this blindside anybody? I wouldn't oh say blindsided me. I just didn't expect it to happen yesterday. Why not? I mean, like I said on uh, was that Sunday? Like I said on Sunday, I just don't think I don't think the problem was Nash. I think the problem was the whole team. I, yeah, but I think it's I think it's perfect for everything. Perfect timing, you know what I mean? They needed also keep in mind they needed to take some heat off of Kyrie, and I mm. think that shifts the attention at least a little bit. So, yeah, man. I mean, the politics. It's just the politics of things, I guess. Like you know, I don't think I just don't think it was right. But with that being said, so I'm not walking back what I was saying on Sunday. But if you can get a, a better coach. I guess you could, you know, I don't see nothing wrong with, I don't see anything wrong with if you could get better. I just don't know if the coaching change is what's going to change this team. I don't know if they got, you got, you got Kyrie, um, once again, speaking on what he said a while back about, oh, we don't really need a coach type situation. That makes me think like, okay, is is the coaching change even going to fix anything? Because I don't know about other sports, but in basketball specifically, it's always been one of my beliefs that if the, if the coach doesn't buy into his team, or if the team doesn't buy into their coach, you're not going to get much success. So if we're not on That's the same page, you know, if we're not on the same page, rather it, it might not be the best philosophy from the coach, but if it, you know, the philosophy in general is going to have some success if everybody's bought into it, and especially if you got players with the talent level of Kyrie and KD. If we're all on the same team, we're going to win some more games than losing. But if we're all button heads, there's going to be no success from that. I don't care who's on the team. Well, I mean, the best coach for the job currently right now with the, all of this madness going on is Ime because he's been there before right so he has the the foundation number one he has the respect of the players he has the recent success you know what I mean by having taken the the Celtics to the to the finals so like who else would you would you put into the mix uh, you know what I mean so I'm not saying that this is going to be a success or you know because these, this team had has had championship expectations for the last three years, regardless of how far they actually made it, right? But this mm-hmm. is a quote-unquote super team. Even, you know, with, with James Harden and all them guys or whatever, it was like, yo, they need to at least not get swept in the first round of the playoffs, right? Right. <laughs> right. And so, and so um, you know, who's to say that, you know, they can make anything happen on that front? But – I think Ime Yodoka is probably the best choice for this. It's just up to the players, like you said, to buy into that, to let Ime actually operate um, with enough freedom and enough patience, give him enough patience to where that he can actually turn it around. And that includes the fan base. And mm-hmm. that includes and that includes the media as well. I, I, I almost I'm, I'm happy Ime is back in at back in the coaching, you know, coaching area. You know, he's back coaching. But I damn near would rather have seen maybe Quinn Snyder because once again, I just don't, I think, I don't think MA's philosophy is going to rub off well with those guys. Like I, I would, I love to see MA coaching, but I want to with a team that's going to try to do maybe like, you know, like a Miami type team. Why not? These though? guys, I just don't, I just, I just KD's, don't see it with them. KD's his man. 
And so you already have, you know what I mean? You already have one hurdle, like, cleared. It's like, all right, man, like, one of the best players or the best player on the team, you know what I mean? Or, like, one of the leaders or the best player on the team, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have him, like, on your side already. You don't have to be work that, be extra that hard as, to, like, gain his confidence. Be that as it may, you're all, if you, like, say, if, if you my man, if I, I'll, I'll mess with you. Like, we could be cool. We could be, we could be all that. But if I still don't. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to buy into what you what you're bringing to the table. I have to disagree with that, bro. I think the players in general just highly respect and hold Emate to a higher standard, and I think that this is just more like a breath of fresh air because people there's a narrative saying that they wanted Steve Nash there, which that wasn't true. They didn't want Steve Nash there, so they actually got a guy in there they like, they respect, buying what he's selling, and I think he's a guy that could rally troops around him. So I think that. With being bought in, with having higher chemistry, that adds to your overall performance as a team. And right. if they buy in, if they all buy into, and that's that's all what we're banking on, right? If they right. buy into E-Man, what he's selling. If they all buy in, I think they could be a, a, a really good team, man. I mean, Kyrie right. Irving, people say he's not that good of a defender. I see spurts where Kyrie could be a very capable defender, but effort is a main part of that. Like, so, it is, so, it is, so, I don't give a damn what MAU Doke is selling. Are they buying? <laughs> But, but it don't. It don't. It I don't. think they. I think they would because they're finally getting exactly what they wanted. They're getting KD stuff damn near thirty five. Okay. Ky- Kyrie over thirty. When have we seen these guys just play defense like that? This that that's the KD. point I'm trying to make. Pa- KD and Patty Mills for sure. But he was on a great defensive unit. This isn't oh. a great defensive unit. He, but he, Dub, was which... team, he was on a team that had tradition of playing defense and playing that that style. So now, like, how do you how do you fix a whole culture? You know what I'm well, saying? Like, I, I think I think the defense. I, I I don't think the defense is as bad as everyone's leading on. Like I said before, a lot of the times where they're getting scored on, it's just a lot of lack of days, not a lot of energy, a lot of ball watching. It's just terrible mistakes. They're not hustling. A, a lot of that really goes into defense as well, and it's an underrated aspect of defense. So you got guys who now is going to clean that part of their game up. I believe that they'll play a higher level defense off of energy and effort alone. The only person with high energy is Nick Claxton. But there's tons of ball watching on that team. Right, uh, right. But Dub, but, but Dub, that's see, that's now I'm, I'm going back to what I was saying initially. It doesn't matter. Like if you're telling me that we that grown ass men have to be happy with who's sitting on the bench in order for them to play basketball, like I, I've, if they're playing if they're playing defense at this level because of this coach, and then when this coach comes, all of a sudden I want to play this level of defense. But that's whack, bro. Like I don't want. But, but that's reality, though. That's the reality. No, that's no, no, do. no way, no way, yes, no way. So you tell yes, me. So. Um, no way, no way. I'm not going yes, for that. Is. Like, so yes, the, the I'm defense, not saying if you're not, not, if you're not, not, if you're not gonna play defense one day, but then no, all no, no, oh, no. come on, guys, let's play know, defense. You are, you are giving an example of extremes, though. It's like you know, you're saying it's like, okay, I'm just not gonna play defense versus okay, now I'm gonna go all out. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are a decent defender, right? Let's say from like we look at the like capacity spectrum of 100%, right? And you're mm-hmm. sitting at 65 or 75%, right? And you have a coach that you're really, really fucking with and he's really, really fucking with you, bro, you're going to try to boost that number. No question. Like, you ever heard of the term, like, yo, I would run through the wall for this guy? Like, that's a thing. That's a thing. Especially when it comes to, and it's all about, like, people, you know, trying to say, oh, because y'all make millions and all this other stuff, y'all should just be doing that off the rip or whatever. This is just a job at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I don't care how much money you're making. If everybody around you, 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 it's you comparing this shit to your peers too. So you have to understand the environment that these people are in as well, right? I make a certain amount of money or whatever. I can still, 
Like I, I make more, you know what I mean? Than I don't know, somebody who is, you know, has a part-time job at McDonald's or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I can't be not motivated to do my job, especially when I have a supervisor that's on my head nonstop. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I have my peers that may be making more than me. You know what I mean? They have a way better career trajectory than every than, than I got. All of that play, like you know what I mean? They, the NBA is just a job. They have that right. same. They have that same thing. I think that's another example of bad leadership by Kevin Durant. So, so which, so which is it? So, which is it? Do, do people get affected by that or not? Because just because Kevin Durant is a quote-unquote bad leader, shouldn't now switch your position. Like I feel like you're flip-flopping because that leadership thing that you just said that shouldn't affect the player that's supposed to be playing defense in the first place. Well, look, that's what I'm saying. If if KD out there and his the coach is okay, we don't like this guy. So we're not playing defense. I think that's a chance for Kevin Durant to step up. Like, hey guys, don't worry about it. Like. We're gonna get, we're we're working on getting him out of here anyway. Let's step up and play some basketball. Why yeah. why are we not playing basketball? Nah. Because 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 we don't like like that's nah, that's that just that just shows okay. So at at the very least, that just shows a team that's not that's not a championship contender. You're not a championship contender if you're not going to try to play defense because you don't like your coach. Listen, man. There's different types of leaders of being a leader. There's also different types of not being a leader. You cannot be a leader by just not saying anything. You know what I'm saying? You could also be like not a good leader by by constantly like blaming bastard that's happening on the court on like another player or something like that. I don't see KD that's, doing that's, that. That's terrible leadership. Yeah, I don't see KD doing that. So if he's never ever quote unquote been a leader, never ever said anything to anybody, and he's just there to hoop, and he just expects you to, for you to do your job, like I don't, I don't see an issue with that. You just take your leadership from elsewhere. Maybe coach has to pick that slack up. Maybe there's an assistant. Maybe there's a figure like a Udonis Haslam that needs to come into the fold and and and, and fill that void. You know what I'm saying? But nah, man, I'm not, I'm not with that. Just because KD is more the, more the silent type, you know what I mean? That he's a bad leader. Regardless if we're looking at him as a leader or not, like I, I'm not buying that. Yo, Royce, you I got, mean, you how got many leaders that just don't play defense though? Just choose not to play defense. How are you showing? LeBron does that. LeBron LeBron's been in the league 20 years though. He 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 can get that now. You know, Bron's early career, Bron played defense all over the place in his show. Beating people shit off the backboard. That that that. Katie's late in his career as well. Katie Katie played defense for two years of his career, and that was because Draymond Dray, Draymond Green was going to ring his it. neck. If Draymond keep his hands up on D, Draymond was going to break his neck. <laughs> With Draymond next to him, that's it. Outside of that, there was no defense by Katie. I thought y'all. I think y'all under underrate the defense he was playing on the Brooklyn Nets before this season. He wasn't really that bad of a defender. Uh, yeah. But you asked the question. The question you said was, "What leader doesn't really play defense like that, or chooses not to play defense?" LeBron is a guy where he does that historically, and he's historically known for that. I don't. I also don't believe in the narrative that LeBron doesn't play defense. Does he take defensive plays off for sure? Maybe. Maybe that's more obvious because everybody is zeroed in on him whenever he plays. And once that never narrative was out, that's all we saw. But I. Hard body, don't believe that LeBron doesn't play defense. Right, I, I believe LeBron plays defense. I just can't believe we are here making he plays defense. For Kevin I, I think he plays defense when he chooses to play defense. When he chooses to play defense, I think he's a stud on defense. But there's some times where, not this season. This season they've actually been playing very well. But last season, 2019 is a good example of that. There's times where he's just like, no, I'm just, just not going to give the effort. Like he, yeah, does but that. but it, but is that during the games when it matters though? 
No, no, because, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Right. No, no, so no. like I feel like LeBron has enough and maybe, you know, I'm sounding like a like a stand now or whatever, but I feel like LeBron has enough basketball IQ to know when and when not to play defense. Mm-hmm, and does. and on top of that, on top of that, and maybe you can say that's terrible leadership, but I feel like his leadership in general is good enough, big enough to where he's like All right. I'm not going to like I'm I'm going to be able to lead the team to play defense or like do other things to like I don't know man I, whatever but yeah, I think I, I think that's KD a point. I'm not gonna I, I think make that. I know I know what you're saying I think KD falls in that same light as well I mean Mars watched this during one of the playing games versus the Cavs he's seen the defense that KD was playing he's not going to give the same type of effort all, effort all the time but when it is momentary or situational is correct he's going to try <clears> his best I just well, think why not because he just doesn't feel like it. I mean, it is what it is. LeBron does the same shit, but nobody comes at him for it. So why come at LeBron? Yeah, uh, some KD. people do. But yeah, yeah LeBron do. gets shit for everything. What do you mean? Yeah, he does. Let me not let me not cap about that. But I'm just saying, bro. We've been, we've, been making, we've been making excuses. Not not me, but we, like, as a society, have been making excuses for Kevin Durant since he was with Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russ is the problem. He does this. He does that. All right, when is, when is, when is KD really, going to okay, so, for his own All right, his own so work? flip it then. Do you really think KD is the problem? Anywhere he's that he the, went. He's, he's part of the problem. I don't, I don't think there was any problem in, in, in Golden State. That was just too good of a team before he got there for that to really be a problem. But for the for OKC, I think he could have stepped up and been like, you know, let me do this, Russ. You know, he could he could have been more assertive. He could have been more assertive in OKC. That's in what Brooklyn, I'm saying in, right in, now. In Brooklyn, he, 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 could, he could be more assertive here and also just step up. And once again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but be a leader. That's not not that's not Wow. I don't want you to bring your computer. Don't bring no notes. So I'm going to really test your basketball you. knowledge. Bring your brain, boy, because I know how you're doing. You're reading off all them little notes. You didn't watch the game. And Doug come up here with these crazy, outrageous takes on Kareem. Y'all are disrespectful to dudes. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to pull my belt out on you, boys. On November the 25th. And Mars, I promise you. out on nothing. I promise you, bro. You got to cut that shit out, bro. You lagging in and out all the time, bro. So we barely hear you. Fix your connection first, bro. Then come talk to us. <laughs> See, you can't even hear us. He can't even hear us, man. Get- oh, I can hear you. Oh, okay. I can there hear you. I'm going to pull my belt, I'm you gonna pull my belt out on both of you. You ain't shit out. We going to get ready. it. We going to get it. We going to get it. I promise you we going to get it. I promise no, you make sure, Don't Ron, bring make no sure notes. Make sure you schedule that Bring your brain. Just bring your brain. Bring your brain. I guarantee you. Y'all, hey, they should, char- they should charge pay-per-view for what I'm going to bring on November 25th to this boy, Mars. And, Doug, if you want some too, I'll give you some too. Nah, we go, you ain't going to give me nothing, bro. You going to get bow all down that smoke. Be ready for it. Both you chumps going to bow down to the king. You better believe it. Ain't nobody bow down to nothing. You ain't the king. Girl, Hezzy, what up, man? Salute, girl, bro. What's, What's good, good bro? Man? I, I tapped into the panel last night, man. You wasn't there, man. I was like, they don't respect. Hold, I had a game. They look. These boys don't respect their elders. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make them put some respect on the old school in the NBA. And by the way, uh, Mars, you, you and old boy was dub running y'all mouth about pace. How about the NBA is currently playing at the fastest pace in 50 years, bro? Cut it out. Cut it what? out. What? Cut it out. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> don't play this game. 
Don't play this game. Yeah, uh, this is the me, fastest pace. This is the fastest check. pace in the last 50 years. Yeah, fact check. So since you was running your mouth, uh-huh. we like go I said, when you try to eat the meat, you eat yourself. There's a lot There's a lot of shit you say that be wrong all nah, the time. Nah, it ain't no. It's a lot I say be right. It's a lot I say be right. And you coming on here disrespecting a great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saying he's a fraud. That's disrespectful, bro. You dudes got no respect for your elders. You got no respect for the old generation. You got no respect for the cats that paved the way. Give me one second. You take these cats in this day and age, and you put them in that era where they didn't have the sports medicine, the science and all that. Anthony Davis wouldn't last. He'd be a role player in that era. You know why? Because he wouldn't even be – his body wouldn't even be able to hold up with the lack of science and medicine to even do the things he do. So cut it out, man. Okay. So, again, you're capping again because the pace is 99.97 right now. No, the pace is the fastest it's been in 50 years. Google it. I'm looking at the numbers right now. What do you want me to do? It's it's 99.7 right now. And for I'm the going last, my channel, and I'm going to eat these. Uh, 1987, 1987, it was 100.8. So what I'm are you talking get, about? I'm going to eat these. Don't worry. You keep telling lies. Don't keep telling lies, You got to lose it. That's what you have. See, look, I'm going to tell you something. To my, two brothers on the side, to my two brothers on the side. See, y'all cool. Y'all calm. Y'all collected. See, they like that. They like when somebody gonna come in here and just be calm. They hate it when I come in here and tear this thing up, boy. Because well, see, I make all them all the little bull job points. They all the little bull job points they put out here. You fool, you fool, you fool them people. Do me a favor. You don't fool me. You don't fool me. Make sure you prove me. Like I said, don't say anything. You came in here and you read on Twitter that is not right. Look up the numbers first. You disrespected the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You disrespected and Mars went right along. You just fucking lied. Mars went right pain. along with it. Y'all disrespect the legends pain, in the game. Bro. So Let's I'm speaking up. You I'm speaking up for the legends, legends in the game. You're going to put some respect on them legends, bro. Kareem's top 10. He's still a fraud, though. He not nah, the ain't no top shit. 10. He top, the top three. Shit, bro. You top top three. Top top three. Top three. Come on, man. That's a good yeah, question, well, Yoro. Ask, ask him again, Yoro. What are you talking about, Doug? How, how, can be, how can he be a fraud and top 10 at the same time? Because and can we get the likes up, too? The likes up, please. The definition of a fraud, bro, is something is basically somebody who's being overrated or, or overvalued in the sense meant to deceive others. The reason he's a fraud is because I don't think he has a case to be the GOAT. I don't think he has a case to be undeniably the best center of all time. To me, that's being a fraud. What? That's well, the very on, definition well, of a fraud. By, by general oh, consensus, saying, by general consensus everybody pretty much has time. either LeBron or Michael Jordan as the GOAT. So, like, why? Where? That's where rightfully this... slow. That's rightfully so. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're now calling Kareem the GOAT or, like, you know, a fraud based off of, like, him being the GOAT, like, we, you just admitted that everybody pretty much has... LeBron or MJ is the goat, so like what, I don't understand what because the I hear a lot of talk. I hear a lot of talks about Kareem has a case to be the greatest of all time. I got it. A lot I got of talks about one. him being I got, undeniably. I got, I got yeah, I see him undeniably. I see him undeniably. Just because he has a case doesn't mean a, that he is. I see him. I see him undeniably as a top three guy. To me, that's fraudulent. I don't think he's automatically in that category. Top three. And y'all got to call. And I'm glad y'all called him out on so. his lies. The most dominant player to ever play college basketball. <laughs> To come in the NBA and do what he did in the NBA from year one, from year one, putting up big numbers. I'm talking about outrageous numbers from year one all the way through his career. You can't be a fraud, bro. You can't be a fraud because he played through multiple eras dominating. 
point blank period. You act like he was playing against bums. Yeah, he was dominating. He, out, was, he was the only guy in the top 10 who didn't really have anybody else to challenge him. All these other guys. Got, Will Chamberlain, hold up. Will Chamberlain, Will, Ch Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell challenged each other. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson challenged each other. Let me Kobe ask you a question right now. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question right now. Hey, you're Hezzy. I got a body bag for this boy. Watch this. <laughs> How many big men in the league right now that can challenge uh, Jokic? Like two or three? Yeah, shut that mouth, boy. Shut that mouth. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the tank? What are you, you talking just, about? No, no, what does no, that have to do with just, anything? You just took credit away from Kareem because you said, didn't he not say Kareem didn't have that much cup, right? Right? Didn't he say that? Didn't you yeah, say that? I, no, I okay. said that he was the only guy when we talk about dominating the league and guys that dominate the league. The league okay, so, so check he this was out. doing it solo. So you say, hold on. Solo. You say he didn't have that much. Hold on. You say he didn't have that much comp. But guess what, buddy? Guess what? Guess who the comp is in this era? It's Joel Embiid, Jokic, and who else? Who are the other centers? What are you talking about centers? What does yeah. that have to do? No, 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 no,
you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So he yeah, need that vet, he need that he need that vet in his ear constantly pushing him to to stay on on track because he's talented and everything like that. Cat, he just a dude who was so soft. He needed that toughness around him to yeah. really solidify. You know what I'm saying? Have a guy that was with him that that was going that was going to ride like that. But but that's why I said that uh, Ant needed that. But them dudes, man, they not making the playoffs, bro. I'm telling y'all this. Y'all gonna see they not gonna make the playoffs, bro. They're gonna you be the biggest think, disappointment you- in the NBA. You don't think their offense is going to be that good enough to be able to oh, put them there? Oh, bro, look at their losses already. Look at the teams they lost to. The only team they beat was the worst team in the league. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm not really that high on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but all like them dudes defense. low. Mars, all them dudes told me I was crazy when I told them the Timberwolves wasn't going to be good. Now, but the, thing, the thing about the, the thing about the Timberwolves, though, what they, when, they, when they went and did that and gave up um, all that to get Gobert, they did that because if the Twin Tower uh, – Experiment don't work out. They're gonna trade cat and get everything right back. And and that's gonna be good though. It'll be better. Right. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not high on cat personally. I think he, I think he has a lot more value than he's worth. So to I think me, they'll be able to get some get some solid back for him. That's a that's a bad move in general. Basically, what that is is they swap Rudy Gobert for cat one for one. Then, well, the no, player. because when you not, trade cat, you get more value when, back. Yeah, when you, and, when you trade cat, that, exactly. And, and, I think that they know Ant is their centerpiece. I think after watching Ant play last year in his second year, they was like, okay, this is the future yeah. of our franchise, not Cat. So yeah. we, we can afford to, you know, move forward with him and get rid of Cat. Did y'all watch the game last night? No, I, never no, I didn't watch the game last night. There's no game. future in Minnesota, period. Ant needs and, to leave. Ant solid. You on point. And, and again, to this little chump Mars, he came here and ran his mouth about, oh, they're not using Giannis right. Fool. Giannis ain't got Chris Milton. And guess what? He the only one still undefeated. Like I told you, once again, sit down when the big boy's playing. You don't know basketball. You reading off notes. And that's why I told you, don't bring no notes. Don't bring no paper. Just bring your knowledge, and I'm going to kick your ass. I promise you that. Because I'm telling you right now, bro, look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, bro. No Chris – everybody said Chris Middleton was a dude that was closing the games. He was a guy. He was a – man, Giannis went out here putting these boys to bed, man. Night after night after night. With, and Drew Holiday been playing bad. Drew Holiday been playing horrible to start the season offensively. So let's keep it 100, bro. Okay. Mo, mo, uh, <laughs> didn't y'all have this talk yesterday? He doesn't listen. Then, he doesn't listen. I didn't scrape the plate. Listen. I didn't straight Once he has what he wants to say, he will keep saying it until. Go ahead, Mars, I'm a, yes, I'm a hammer at home to dudes yes, like we, you who hooked on okay. fights. Because okay. I'm going to get your mind right, boy. Okay, like I said so, before, you came in here talking all that smack about, oh, they're not using Giannis correctly. I think they're misusing it. Well, they undefeated. They're the only team in the NBA undefeated without the second best player. So, what you got to say? I said what I had to say yesterday. So, if you opened your ears and listened, you didn't ask me that question again. Uh, okay. You? All right, I have so my go, go rewatch the show. Go rewatch the show where you brought up the same exact yeah. point and Believe I addressed it. it. And then you can just go watch that and then you can go E for me on your own channel because I've already yeah. explained it. So all you have to do is listen instead of talking all the time. And then maybe you'll actually understand what I'm saying. Because it's not that hard to understand, but maybe for the lower IQ individuals, it's a bit difficult. So I can yeah, understand it. You might have to listen a couple hey, more that's times. No, hey, so I understand. That's no problem. Hey, Mark. That's no problem, man. You 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 went today, bro. You went it, but on November twenty fifth, just bring that ass, boy. Straight like that. I'm gonna step on it. Cool. Oh man. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm gonna read off a couple super chats, and we are gonna continue to move on. 
My man Finn275 said, KD playing great. His team is dog water. Dorian Clayton chimed in. He said, Zach went for 20 of his 29. Great game for my team. I'm assuming he meant to say 20 of his 29 in the fourth quarter. Big Meat said, sign Boogie. He can spread the floor and get rebounds. Do we we'll feel like that would be a good move? Even more. I mean, it would be nice for like 15 minutes a game, but that's when you need offense. Hold on. Y'all in the comments said Sam argue with no facts. Is it a fact that Joel Embiid doesn't have much competition at the center spot in the NBA? Oh, my Joel's God. Joel's a bomb. Hold on. I'll ask y'all a question. Is that a fact or fiction? Is it fact or fiction that Danny Santetokounmpo is undefeated without a second-best player? Is that fact or fiction? I'm just yelling, though, right? Is it fact or fiction that you the say, team going to suck right now? Is that fact or fiction? You say, is it you fact say or two, fiction you say that two. the Brooklyn Nets are hiring Emei who strokes you? Is it fact <laughs> or fiction? <laughs> so sit down and shut the hell up and enjoy the show. Yeah, 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 these people, man. Oh man! Oh, Even stroke his elite ticket. I'm I'm still surprised that you was the only one that called that out from from the get go. No, listen, man. I told you, man. When we man, listen, man. When you're the best in the game, man. I say the stuff that people don't want to hear because they thought it was they thought it was never gonna happen. They thought he wasn't. If you listen to some people, they say he wasn't never gonna get a job again. That's BS, bro. Bro, you got dudes who did worse in the NBA who got jobs, bro. Cut it out. This man ain't. Listen, when he didn't go out in handcuffs, you already knew he was going to get another job. He went to the finals his first year. People ain't worried about it. At the end of the day, the money makers is worried about results. You understand what I'm saying? And so if you ain't in no legal trouble, bro, they can deal with that. You know what I'm saying? You see they still ain't punished Kyrie Irving. They chilling on that. Why? Because they want to get results. They don't They they don't want to go through that whole situation like they went through last year. So they hide him from the media, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Bring in a new coach, try to get him some wins, and let everybody forget about it in two weeks and move forward. Bro, that's how you that's how the game go, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like yeah. I said, I was laughing when everybody said it. I already knew it was gonna happen. KD been on the line with this dude for probably about almost a month now trying to get him over there, man. So everybody thought KD lost and thought that the owner put his foot down when he kept Steve Nash. Man, KD was gonna get his way either way. He's Kevin Durant, bro. When you're a superstar in the league, they run the league, bro. At the end of the day, the superstars run the NBA. That's typical. That's typical out of KD. Get, get 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 whooped by the Warriors. Once the Warriors get whooped by Boston, cry for their coach. I like that KD. Hey man, look, look, and, that, and that's the thing, bro. He got a lot. To, he got a, he he got to get it done now. They don't gave you everything. They gave you James Harden. Hey, so so wait, so wait, so wait. If if the if the Nets, let's say the Nets don't get past the second round, let's say they get knocked out the first round again, how many more excuses are we going to have for Kevin Durant? Ain't no excuses, Doug. How many more excuses are we going to have Kevin Durant? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Bobby, because you just missed what I just did right before ticket. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't talking to you, Dub. I was talking oh, to everybody okay. that's listening. Nobody's gonna, to everybody. No, nobody's I want to know what's the nobody, next, what's the next excuse for KD? Nobody gives them excuses. The only people that think are highly about KD in this little room right here is probably me and Dell. So I mean, there's no really excuses for KD. If he really doesn't show up this year, I mean, that's on him, bro. And it's just, it is what it is. Hmm. Just a fact. I mean, they're giving him everything. I agree with Ticket. They're giving him everything that he wanted. Uh, they're giving him the coach, and now it's his job to deliver. If he if he doesn't deliver, that's on him. That's so crazy because we spent probably the better part of this show talking about how ass the roster is, how bad the defense is, and so just because now he has a coach that he quote unquote wants guys. 
over Steve Nash. He's expected to win a championship now. Oh, I don't expect to. Win. I don't think. I don't think the rosters are that bad. They just need Dub just said he needs to get it done. Euro hands. Yeah, I, I, I think the team. I don't. I, I Euro, you haven't been paying attention. I didn't. I don't think that roster is that bad. I really don't. It's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad roster, bro. It's bad coaching, man. Steve Nash was horrible. He made no adjustments. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Y'all, y'all better, y'all better not like backtrack that either, man. No, once they, once they take it, once they have a whole bunch of else because the roster is just what it is. And, you know what I mean? The, go ahead. I'm gonna give you one example, homie. I, you, I was always taught by by one of my basketball coaches. He said, once you do something one time, you show me that you can do it. So you, I expect you to be able to do it over and over and over again. Did Brooklyn Nets have it in them, bro? Because you remember last year when they was mad when Harden asked for the trade and they went to Philly. You saw the type of defense Kyrie was playing that game? You saw the type of defense KD was playing, bro? That's you, but you know why they did that? No, no. If you're saying, if you're saying, if you show me you can do it one time, you should always be able to do it. They haven't right. shown you anything. No, I'm telling you, because they've only won three years. I'm telling you, Euro, I'm telling you. That a lot of guys in the NBA are not professionals when it comes to that. They're going to mail it in in certain ways. Here, here's the example, right? Katie and Kyrie, they ain't stupid. We're going to go get our numbers, but we ain't competing on no defense. We ain't trying to stop nobody. They can get these wins because at the end of the day, we're going to get Steve Nash out of here. So if he don't get these wins, but we still get our numbers. So it ain't like everybody can say, oh, you're mailing it in. Ain't no way in hell Katie is the worst ranked defender in the NBA like he is right now, bro. He ain't that bad, bro. So you got to think about those situations. And then think about the Lakers. They quit on Frank Vogel last year. Now, I all agree. of a sudden, the Lakers are top five defense in the NBA again? No. It's just they got the coach they wanted. They respect the coach, and they're listening to the coach, and they're giving effort. What happens yeah. is now with this Brooklyn Nets team, you change strategy, bro. You don't have Ben Simmons guarding Zion Williamson, bro. That's listen, not what he listen, do. I, I agree. I agree with you. As a matter of fact, before you came on the show, I said these things. I said pretty much everything that you said. But what I'm saying, though, is – in terms of the argument that you made, like, you know, if you if you show me who you are, believe him type of shit or whatever, like, bro, the Nets haven't won anything. So just because the coach is now in the mix and oh, Katie the might coach, pick it up a little bit. Coaching, and, coaching, me, coaching matters a lot, bro. Let me give you an example. They, they can remember, be more successful. Remember, I'm not questioning no, 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 that. I'm what saying, I'm saying is like perfect, getting I'm it done, you, though. I'm going to give you a perfect example. I'm going to give you two quick examples. Go back to when Larry Brown went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. You ever thought anybody thought the 76 could be that great of a defensive team and go to the NBA Finals with that team? No. But Larry Brown's coaching changed, not only changed Allen Iverson's thought process, but he changed that entire team, the makeup of that team. Yeah, but now that let's was go to the, the, no, that, that's hold on. Offensively, they had nobody nobody except for Iverson. They had fucking Eric Stone. I'm about to give you another example. It's for them to be like, you know what? Watch this, homie. I'm going to give you another example. Now, remember when uh, old boy was coaching the Indiana Pacers, Rick Carlisle? He couldn't get over the hump. Larry Brown goes and takes over that same team. I mean, excuse me, the Detroit Pistons. He couldn't get over the hump. Larry Brown goes and takes over that same team. They become the best defense in basketball with the same players, the best defense in all of basketball, and smoke the Lakers in the NBA Finals. That's coaching. That's coaching, got, bro. That got, that got Rashid, though. That got Rashid. If, if, if that's he might got that in him. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is this, though. Listen. Bro, Rashid wasn't the reason why they smoked the Lakers. He was only averaging toward 13, 12 points. What I'm saying is, threes. No, no. no what I'm saying is they ch- I'm saying Larry Brown changed the mode of that team, bro. Coaching matters in the NBA, bro. That's why you see the greatest coaches go. Everybody say, with that. everybody say Phil Jackson has already made teams. That's a lie. 
when Phil Jackson went back to the Lakers, that that team was trash. He rebuilt that from the ground up back when they, after Shaq left and went to Miami. So that shows you great coaching matters. Greg Popovich, a great coach. Look at the start that the Spurs off to right now with the team they got, bro. That's great coaching. How about in Utah? They got rid of Quinn Snyder. Look how Utah's playing right now after they got rid of their superstar player. That's yeah, great you, coaching you, going on, bro. You're making points that I'm not arguing. Right, so you, all I'm saying, you, no, I'm you, saying Ime Udoka. I'm saying Ime I'm saying Ime Udoka comes from that tree of great coaching, and you saw it on display last year. Listen, yeah, the reason yeah. why is because, watch this, what type of team was Boston the year before he took over? What type of team was Boston? Oh, oh, what you call it? Brad Stevens couldn't get that out of him. Ime Udoka changed the whole identity of that team. And then watch this. You look at the playoffs, the attention to detail, how they focused and locked in and took KD out the series, took Kyrie out the series. And in every other series, made Giannis work extra hard and be very inefficient. Yeah, he but Kyrie, Kyrie and KD, they're not going to be able to do the same thing that Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, what they was able to do. These no, are no, the same guys. It's not that they don't got the same, the same mentality. But he listen, watch this. What was the problem with the Celtics too? It was they had selfishness going on. The two star players were being selfish and jacking up shots. Remember, Marcus Smart went off on all of them. But guess what happened? That's, that's, Email that's Doka, when start changing. But email Doka, right? He changed the, the mode and the mindset of the team, and they started becoming a team and not just those two guys. So you got you got the same issue going on in Brooklyn. Katie and Kyrie getting their numbers, but nobody else is doing anything. Nobody else is really incorporated. Okay, with okay, email, but yo, is, is Ben Simmons going to be able to do what Al Horford is able to do? No, bro, listen, I'm trying to tell you. You're going to see him is going to put these guys in a much better position to be successful offensively and defensively. Now it's not just going to be Katie and Kyrie scoring every possession. You're going to see when Seth Curry come back, he's more involved. You're going to see Cam Thomas get more minutes off the bench instead of riding the pine. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see them go get another big man like a Dwight Howard. They didn't want to get Dwight Howard because he couldn't shoot threes, but you ain't got nobody to stop no big man in, 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 in the NBA. Makes no sense whatsoever, bro. Hey, that's so goofy. You don't want to get Dwight Howard because he can't shoot threes. And, and keep in mind, they had Drummond last year, too. I think they should have re-ran that back with Drummond. I think they would be in a much better that, position I, right I now. I think they couldn't can, can pay, him, can pay him a certain amount. <laughs> no, I, 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 mean, I guess that was a plus, I guess. But nah, just because Drummond's <laughs> one of the most dominant rebounders. They're obviously <laughs> lacking in rebounding. And he's just a paint presence in general. He's a better lob threat than, uh, than Nick Claxton. He's just an upgrade all around the board. Yo, Taker, let me ask you this then. So, Ime is in the mix now, right? Do you think with the roster currently constructed, they can actually make some shake or do they have to make yeah, some roster They got to do two things, like I said yesterday. The two things they got to do. They got to go get Dwight. They got to go get Dwight. They made a mistake by not bringing the Marcus Aldridge back. But they got to go get Dwight out. And then they got to go get a wing. These fools signed dudes that was hurt that can't play. You signed TJ Warren. The man ain't played in two years, bro. Listen, you can't. This is the problem, too. You got KD and Cap, they're playing too many minutes. KD can't play 39, 40 minutes a game in year 16, bro. They have to get a, a wing who can give you 15 to 18 minutes a night so that KD isn't gassed, bro. You're asking them to do way too much at year 16 because they, they got shooting covered with Seth Curry when he come back. They got wing play covered except for the backup wing. They, they, they're hurting inside. They get killed inside and on the boards. So you got to go get a guy like Dwight, and then you have to go get a wing that can spare KD 15 to 18 minutes. And I told you, instead of signing T.J. Warren, I don't want to got Carmelo because Carmelo can give me a good 15 to 18 minutes because Carmelo can still go get his own shot. He can spread the floor, hit threes, and he's not he's not going to kill you 
You understand what I'm saying? He's not going to kill you more than he's going to help you. He's going to be right there in, in between. So he just helped keep the wheels turning. But with TJ Warren, they ain't even using him, bro. He, he's been hurt the whole time. Yo, so my next question is, uh, do you guys believe that Steve Nash will ever get another coaching job? Yes. Obviously, this was a terrible yes. situation. It was a shit show. But do you, will he rebound from this? Yes. yes. I think it was, it was, it was unfair. It was unfair to have him trying to coach Kyrie and KD. No, it's not because he wanted the job. I'm gonna tell you why it wasn't unfair. Yeah, he, he wanted, wanted the, the job. job. He got the job. It's he not unfair. I don't mean unfair. I don't mean unfair. I don't mean unfair in the sense of they did him a disservice. I don't mean like like that. I mean unfair in the point like he wasn't gonna get what he wanted from them. So I think he he's did gonna himself get a chance. disservice. He should have cut his teeth a little bit more. That to step into the ring as a head coach with, well, with so what, he, you know, he was he was he was supposed to not he was supposed to not accept the job. Yes, no, because no, listen, accept you... the job. Cool, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But you got punched in your mouth. Now you, you know, licking your wounds in the corner or whatever, and then you just gonna get back on your feet and not try to do it again. Like Man, Steve Nash don't Senior, care. Steve Nash don't care about it being fair, bro. He got the money and that's everything. what I'm he's saying. Fine. He that's does what not. I'm saying. He does not care. I mean, if he's gonna get a job, I think he is. I don't think he's terrible. I just think this is a nice little learning experience for him. And no don't one... and don't get it twisted. Just because he may become like an assistant coach or like a shooting coach or whatever fucking coach, you know what I mean. On the, on the coaching staff for another team that is like you know down the line from a hit coach or whatever doesn't mean that that's a demotion. You know what I'm saying? He's a young coach. He's trying mm -hmm. to you know make his bones. Like let him let him earn that. You know what I'm saying? Mars, hey. Mars. I know you're not high on Steve Nash. I know you think he's a terrible coach. Do you think that other other franchises will see that his culture philosophy wasn't all that good and be like, nah, we don't want Steve? I think they'll see that he was a bad coach. I think he'll get an assistant job somewhere and then maybe on like a young team. He might get hired. Like, uh, not saying the Orlando Magic are hiring right now, but a few years down the line, a team like an Orlando Magic, whoever's in that situation, a few years down the line, they might bring in a Steve Nash if they have a good young point guard they want to develop. They might bring in Steve Nash to do that coaching job. But I don't think if you're having a contender, Steve Nash is very far down that list of coaches you're going to want. Got you. L L2, chime in. How you, how you feel about Steve Nash moving on in the future? <clears throat> I think he's frozen. Tada. All right, well, uh to the conference finals. Where was What'd all this say? at? It's not that he's a bad coach. They they was winning at one point in time, and then all of a sudden you got these prima donnas acting out, and now all of a sudden he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. <laughs> I don't think that the system is wrong. I think that just the Kyrie and KD thing, man, that you got – some heavy personalities there, man, and they're they're running them out of the, out of out of New York, out of Brooklyn. So you don't think inmates gonna solve the problems then? Nobody was saying he was bad coach when they was winning games and they were the playoffs. No, they was they were saying he was bad. Listen, I guess you Thank you. I was saying he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a bad coach until KD started looking ass. When KD got nah, swept, nah, nah, all of a nah. sudden, Nash was bad, bad coach. He was hey, bad. Hey, he, 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 I, that's crazy. That's that's more. That's more KD. I respect y'all, but he was trash. I'm gonna tell you how you know he was trash. Because of the lack of adjustments in the playoffs. And then not only that, bro, he overused KD. He lived off the greatness of KD. Strictly. You didn't he see all... any other adjustments. You didn't see anything else that showed you that he put his hand in that mix. For example, look at Emay with Boston. You saw where Emay put his hand in the mix in Boston and changed that squad. Steve Nash was strictly living off the greatness of KD. If KD hits that shot where his foot was on the line, 
They call Steve Nash the greatest thing since sliced bread. He didn't make any adjustments that series. But so since, but so since he missed the shot, now Nash is a bad coach. No, I'm just saying. That's what people are going to say. He's saying he's a bad coach. When they got swept, he made zero adjustments the entire series. The same KD, Kyrie, one-on-one, one-on-one, trying to beat the whole team. That's not going to work. No off-ball movement. Uh, 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 no, and listen. Yo, it's not, it's not his fault KD couldn't get to his spots. KD getting bumped off. No, he can bump all over the court. It is a problem. Kyrie, 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 it is his fault when Katie's not getting off. As a coach, you had to make adjustments to the defense to get your guy freed up. So if you see that they're trapping him, like when you're watching and breaking down the film, and I'm seeing that KD getting trapped every time he go left or every time he make this move or here, guess what I had to do? That whole night, you're up making adjustments on where I can get KD the ball in different positions on the court to where he can operate in a way. Because listen, they're running the same plays. If you watch the whole series, they're running the same set to get KD the ball. He didn't make any adjustments. He didn't change KD up. He didn't put KD in any other places on the court. He put KD in his sweet spot the entire series, and Boston was waiting for it. That's why Tatum and them was counting his dribbles, waiting on him to get to the basket to block that stuff from behind. They were already on that, bro. When you're a great coach, when you're a good coach, you're able to make adjustments on the fly, bro. And if you can make adjustments on the fly during the series, bro, that is what wins championships, bro. And I've seen coaches that can make adjustments. I've seen coaches that can't make adjustments. Point, case in point, Steve uh, uh, Kerr made the adjustment after the first few games against Boston. He made the adjustment on Boston, and they just beat the hell out of him after that, bro. See what I, I agree. I agree. I agree with uh, making adjustments. Being a good coach, that's one. That's one of the problems I have with Doc Rivers back with the Clippers. Is about yeah, adjustments. Yeah, exactly. Not, not Doc, adjustments they make adjustments. The I do. I, I do agree with that. That as a coach, it is your job to make some adjustments. I just don't think that was necessarily the whole case with the Nets and Steve. No, Nash. I'm saying, but listen, that's why that's why they lost the series, bro. That, listen, I'm gonna tell you they why. They was gonna lose that said, series. No, 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 no. That's not true. All them games was close. Uh, even oh, even though they was getting beat, them games was coming down to the wire, bro. That's coaching. That game one, that game when one you, was crazy. Yes, when you lose all them games like that, that is coaching, bro. It's two things you lose in games, bro. If you get blown out. If you get blown out every game, the team has lost. The coach has lost the year of the team. But if you losing all close games like they did, bro, that's coaching. That's adjustments. Watch how they did to KD, bro. KD was playing horrible, and they were still close to win these games. That's coaching. Right, right. But look, check it out. If if so, when KD has the ball in the middle, of the, in the middle, he's dribbling right into dribbling right into Al Horford coming this way. You see the trap coming. As a as a professional basketball player, do I need my coach to say stop dribbling into the trap, pick up no, the ball and swing it, no, stop, stop, he, let, stop letting, no, stop letting him is, take the what, ball what out your is, hands? What coach will do is during the game is he'll see how these guys are set up defensively. And what he'll do is he has already has set plays adjust to put you in different positions so you don't run into that type. Because, see, KD's game got exposed. Some guys can only do certain things. They're great at it, so it's hard to stop them. But when you pay attention to detail and you're a great coach, now I'm taking you out of this stuff. That is why the Pistons beat the hell out the Lakers like they did. The Pistons had a great defensive coach who took Kobe and Shaq out of everything they wanted to do. They had the personnel and they had the mindset to do it. They had the strategy to do it. 
So when you're talking about this situation with Steve Nash, bro, he had no strategy defensively. He had no strategy offensively to switch up and how to get KD and Kyrie the ball in different positions to where they're getting easier buckets. But why? That's but why is that the why is that the first time that that comes to light? So all these years, all these games, these playoff series mm-hmm. that they won, all of a sudden against Boston, they only won one series. No, no. Okay, so not not necessarily just winning those series. I'm just, I'm talking about all the all the games they play from from the two years from the okay, two years okay, before that. In the, the regular playoffs, season, in, the regular, in the regular season, guys ain't really playing defense at the hardest. Listen, your coaching is displayed. Greatness will get you over the hump in the regular season. But when you get in a seven-game series and I'm playing the same team seven games, the best team going to win. The best yeah. coach team is going to win most of those series. So now it comes down to what adjustments am I making in a seven-game series to give my team the best chance to win? Steve Nash showed he wasn't a coach that's on that level because he couldn't make the proper adjustments – in order, listen, that's let me fair. give you one that's last fair. example. Ime against the, the Bucks. They were down 3 2 in that series, right? Right, Hezzy? They made the adjustments. You know the adjustments they made? They said, okay, you're going to play. Uh, uh, what's the big fella for um for, for the Bucks? Uh, what's the big dude? Lopez. Yeah, Lopez. you're going to play Lopez. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to pick and pop with Al Horford every time. You know why? Lopez doesn't want to go out to the three-point line. Al Horford, he had 36 in the game, and they won a game they wasn't supposed to win. You know why? Because he outcoached Bud. Bud didn't make the adjustment and take Lopez out the game because he couldn't get out to Al Horford. Horford killed him, hit like seven threes, and killed, he killed him like two or three games that series because the coach was too stubborn for the Bucks. But he may made the adjustment and said, look, Horford, we're just gonna play you and pick and pop all night. We're gonna so what's, so what's going what's gonna happen with the Nets now that they got uh Emma? I just told you, first of all, they're gonna play a lot better defense because they care I'm, about I'm the talking, I'm talking I'm talking about what's the end result gonna be. No, I told well, they'll be in the conference finals and they'll lose to the Bucks. Okay. All right, so, it's, it's the adjustments, bro. That's all, man. When you're talking about coaching, got, got, got all the great coaches Vince Simmons playing the way he's playing. No, but see, you gotta think too. Hold on, you gotta think too, bro. Watch this. What was going on with Russell Westbrook when he was in the starting lineup with the Lakers? He looked trash, right? What happened right, when Darvin right. Ham made the adjustment and put his ass on the bench? He looked like Russell Westbrook again. That's coaching. The Lakers so, look like the answer, so, 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 so the answer to, the, to, to Brooklyn's problem is to put Ben Simmons on the bench. No, I didn't say that. I said it's coaching. It's where you're putting him at, how you're using him in the game. Bro, Steve Nash already told y'all he was a damn fool when he said he, he didn't care if he shot or not. You don't tell that to the public. I'm telling Ben Simmons, listen, when you say that, guess what you're doing as a coach? I'm letting you know I don't have confidence in you shooting the ball. If I'm the coach, oh, no, I'm he don't got confidence in himself shooting the no, ball. No, no, right. Come on. Well, that's why. As a coach, hold on. As a coach, it ain't, it ain't the coach's fault he don't got confidence. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you something, bro. You know how many times in my professional basketball career I've seen coaches give players confidence? Bro, he'll say, hey, look, I don't care if you miss that shit the next 10 times. You, if you don't shoot the ball, I'm seeing your ass over on the bench. And you know what happens? You put confidence in guy. Look, look, man, I believe in you making that shot, bro. Shoot the goddamn ball. And when you when, and when you have that type of confidence from your coach and from your teammates, and they're encouraging you and putting you in positions to succeed, that's different. Go look at how Ben Simmons played in Philly, even though he didn't shoot jump shots, and look at how they're using him in Brooklyn. Completely different, bro. Completely different, man. And so you, that's why it's good to have 
uh, email because he was an assistant coach in Philly with Ben Simmons. He knows how to use Ben Simmons in a better way to make him more effective offensively because that's what Ben is lacking right now is offensively. And his defense is off because they're putting him on the wrong guys. You don't put him on Zion. You don't put him on centers. Ben Simmons is a dude that guards threes and two, and sometimes you can put him on points. You know what I'm saying? He did that because they wanted to hide KD from having to guard Giannis and up. No. What you do is you go get a big dude like a Dwight to, to deal with the guys like Zion so he can guard – not saying he can guard Zion on the perimeter, but you deal with him in the post area. Therefore, you have help defense that can block shots. And then you go get – this is what I do. I move uh, – I use Morris a little bit more at the three – at the four, excuse me, because he has a little more strength to him. So when we're guarding these hybrid fours, I'm doubling and trapping, but I'm using Morris as a primary defender. Steve Nash didn't do that. And and, and, and and that team has quickness. And then they made a big mistake. They gave away Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was a big piece of that team. He did all the dirty work. You let him go to the Denver Nuggets for nothing. So so what? They killed themselves with some of the moves they made. All right, y'all. We're going to keep it pushing. I'm going to jump into these super chats. Jamal Williams chimed in. He said, Marks deserves a lot of blame. Too bad team builder. Or he's saying he deserves, deserves a lot of blame, too. He's a bad team builder. No, he ain't. He did what KD wanted. He did what a superstar wanted. Same thing with LeBron. Y'all get, 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 get mad at the GMs, but the players are picking the teams. Bro, bro, listen. All them dudes who was in Brooklyn, what they doing right now? Let's when get first the, the hold on. When they first went to Brooklyn, when they first went to Doug, when they first went to Brooklyn, who do they have? They had Karis LeVert, right? What are you doing? Balling. They had Jared Allen. What are you doing? All-star. They had all those guys. KD and them came and eliminated all that and brought in James Harden. What did James Harden you. do? I Nothing. Get you, that's the team fault? through the Super Chats, please. Oh, uh, no, we don't oh, get through it. I'm just saying, bro. You need I to educate you. people. I feel you. Y'all got a lot of uneducated people you. running around these basketball streets, Sick, and I'm here to step on their ass. I know we argue a lot, but it's nothing but love out here, bro. You feel me? Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, Destin Thorne chimed in with the super chat. He said, Ticket Unleashed Thanksgiving will be a movie. Ticket, I got a question for you. And then Mars, I got a question for you. Ticket, I want to know, uh, do you hate Mars or do you just got smoke for him? I don't hate Mars. I'm just going to teach his little ass a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mars, mm -hmm. do you hate Ticket? I don't hate anyone. I dislike him, but I don't hate him. Okay. You can dislike me. I don't dislike Mar. I don't have no ill will towards him. I don't dislike nobody, bro. It's YouTube, dog. You know what I'm saying? We talk basketball. Some of these dudes getting their little feelings and stuff like that because you cooking. But you know what? Guess what? Everybody run their mouth, but the room be packed when I'm in the building. Believe that. Wherever I go, that room going to be packed. You understand what I'm saying? So if, if I don't know what I'm talking about, well, I must be the stupidest person in the world because everywhere I go, it's jumping. Fire. Yo, can we get the likes up too, man? Please. Thanks. Football Breakdown chimed in with a super chat. He says, as time passes, KD's rank keeps dropping. He he plummeting. KD. Plummeting. He hates KD. Matthias Owalabi, he tapped in earlier. He said, I believe the Nets and the Lakers suffer from the same issue. Poor roster construction. They have spent more time pandering to their star players instead of constructing a competent roster. Mm, mm, mm. That's bad leadership. 
Drink more water with a super chat. He said players are shooting 32.2% from the field overall and only 47 or 41.7% from six feet and less when guarded by Giannis so far this season. MVP and defensive player of the year incoming. If he does this for a second season, how far does he move up all time? Uh, I mean, I think if he wins a ring, I think a lot of people will move him up. I wouldn't say they will move him up just because of MVP and DPOY. I think everybody knows he's a regular season beast, but now it's how can that translate in the in the postseason. So I don't what think that. What you mean? You already won a chip. Damn, yeah, but people, about? but people want him to win more. You think that if he wins an oh, MVP and oh, DPOY, oh, oh, they're going to move him up higher? If he doesn't lose his second guy, he wins last year. No, that's fine. No, ticket, that's fine. But we're talking about moving up in the ranks, right? Moving up on the all-time list. Is Giannis going to move up for you if he wins an MVP in DPOY? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think he's going to finish top 10 all-time with his career. I agree. I agree. If, even if he don't win another chip, I think he'll finish top 10 all-time based off everything else. He got a chip. I'm not saying that I don't want to win no more, but I just think that he's that great, bro. He's not getting in the top 10 without winning another rank. I hate it. I hate it. There's Y'all don't too think many, he there's too many cats in the top ten with multiple, multiple rings. Curry's top ten right now, and he just cracked the top ten to me, getting his fourth ring. I don't I think Giannis getting there with one. No, yeah. I don't think Curry's in the top ten. I don't think he's in the top ten. He got three. He got four rings. I don't think he's in the top ten. I don't think he's. I don't think Curry is all time better than Shaq. I don't think he's better than Kobe. I don't think he's better than Kareem. I don't think he's better than Irvin Magic Johnson. I don't think he's better than Will Chamberlain. I don't think he's I man, I don't think he's better than none of them guys I just named. Larry Bird. I don't think Tim he's better Duncan. than those guys. Tim Duncan. That's a fact. I, I mean, I just named you 10 guys right there that are all better than Stephen Waddell Curry. And look, he hasn't even been dominant in the league for over 10 years. He's had a what six year stretch of dominance in the NBA. Mars, you disagree he, with, with some players that he said? I, I no, no, no. He, face, he, he just didn't name 10, but I don't have stuff in my top 10 either, so it doesn't make So, hold on. How many players do that right there just named? Tim name Duncan, that, one. Name that seven or eight. Kobe Bryant, two. Michael Jordan, three. That was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, four. Will Chamberlain, five. Larry, Larry Bird, Bird, six. Shaquille O'Neal, seven. Hakeem Olajuwon, eight. Mm -hmm. uh, Magic Johnson, nine. And, I'm, um, I'm putting him over dreams. So bro, my man got Katie to get two, two more of his rings, bro. My man had to go get Katie to get two more of his rings. Jordan was out of the league. My man had to go get Katie to get two more of his rings. If they didn't go get KD, the Golden State Warriors are no more. They're irrelevant. You don't hear he from them no more. Yo, yo, L2 is right now, ticket. I'm not gonna hold you. You can't talk without KD. Without KD, Steph ain't shit. I'm with you there. It's over with, bro. Hey, look, that whole dynasty, that whole thing, that jig is up if they don't get KD. If they don't get KD, they break that team up. It ain't no hundred million dollar man, Draymond Green, none of that stuff. That's all gone because they already knew it wasn't gonna beat LeBron James. hundred percent. That's why they got KD for that, bro. That's why they was contemplating bringing KD back after they won the chip. Just look at him now. L2, I need to know why do you have Steph over over Dream? All right, he'll, he'll tap back in when his connection Jordan comes back. What's not in the league? Say that again. Start from the top. We couldn't hear you. Jordan was not in the league when Dream won his two rings. There's there's quite a possibility there that Dream has zero rings if Jordan's in the league at that point in time. Okay. That's hypothetical though. He he was gone. I mean, is, is, is Jordan your GOAT? Jordan is my GOAT. 
I got right. Jordan. I mean, like everybody falls to Jordan, it, you know. And if you're saying he's the best player, like I don't think like what what is there to like like how are you gonna say oh this bad on on a team if he falls to the best? I don't understand that. I think Hakeem has a winning record against Jordan too. Hey, my man, I gotta be honest with you, dog. A lot of people didn't even think Curry was better than KD at that time when KD was on the team, bro. I agree 100%. A lot of people were saying that. A lot of people were saying KD was the best player on that team, hands down. KD came to that team team extra hungry because he didn't have no rings at that point in time. He had had to play the way he played so he could solidify himself as, uh, as a top player all time. KD had to kill like that. Right, but, but you 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 had like they went on a three peat, dog. They had won one chip and then they had lost and lost in in a, in a savage fashion. And listen, if Curry and them was that gangster, they'd have just ran it back with the same team. They would have said, you know what? Was LeBron it a, was it a savage fashion, or did LeBron really, you know, kind of finagle his way to win that 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 series? No, so no, no. All right, I, okay. So let's say let's say let's say you're right about that, right? So why not run it straight back with the same guys? The Warriors had the same guys. They could have ran it straight back. They didn't want to. They, they didn't want to run it back. decline adding KD to the roster? Nobody. No, that, no. I'm saying they ran and got KD because they knew that they could not be, win again without that. Them dudes figured out the formula, bro. They figured out the formula to beat the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors knew they weren't winning with uh, – What's old boy's name that played for Sacramento now that they had over there? Harrison uh, Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Harrison Barnes no more. It's a wrap. It's over with, dog. That's why, listen, that's why they was entertaining going to get KD now. Who's going to decline adding KD to the team? I'm telling you, they ran ran and got KD. It ain't like KD went over there and said, hey, guys, have me. No, we want you. We need you to come over here and help us. So what about the last thing though? What about the So you think the Warriors went to get KD because they couldn't beat LeBron? Yes, bro. Listen, if they could have, if they if the Warriors thought they could beat LeBron, them dudes would have ran it straight back. They would have said, look, we come back with Dre. We coming back with um what you call Iggy. We coming back with um with old boy Harrison Barnes. We're gonna run it straight back and beat him. We was up 3-1. Draymond Green got put out the series. Oh, big boy got hurt. So now this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna run it back and we're gonna kick their ass. You won 73 games that year. You broke the record. So why you got to go get KD? Because they knew they couldn't win no more. Point blank. But they just won. They, they, just, okay. they just won a ring so, and KD so just if, got swept. If KD, so what's if that KD doesn't go there. No, so, okay, so why they want to trade back for KD? Why was it entertaining trading back for KD then? Because they it don't matter. They just, they just, it don't matter. They just because, won. No, 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 no. no. I'm, saying, no I'm saying to you. I'm saying to you. Right. I'm saying you're right, homie. I'm saying you're right. They won the chip and KD got swept. So why on God's green earth would they entertain going back to get KD? You know why? I don't look. You I don't even. I don't even. I don't. I don't even got a team. I don't got a team. I'm not. I'm not a GM. I'm not. I'm not a GM in any team. But when I heard KD was up, wanted to be traded, I was thinking, how could I get KD? Everybody no, wanted to get okay, KD. No, no, no. I'm saying, but hold on. This is what I'm saying to you, right? I'm thinking about the psychology, bro. The Warriors just won the ring. They told it. They told the world. The owner. They didn't even expect to win the ring last year. The owner said they got lucky and won the ring. They didn't even think they, was, they had a good enough team to win, right? They didn't. The Nuggets were hurt. But watch this. Watch this. And they got a lot of breaks during that uh, run, too. Injuries, things like that. So, so, so watch this. So they're analyzing that. They're seeing that they broke knee. Kawhi was supposed to come back, they're thinking. They're thinking the West and the NBA overall is supposed to be tougher this year. So mm-hmm. they, they know Ja and, and, and Memphis are coming back. They know all those other teams are coming back. So you know what they're saying? 
They're saying, man, we need to guarantee ourselves to get more chips while we got Stephen Clay here. Because these right. young guys, they're not really ready to do it like that yet. And you're seeing that. That's yeah, why they, they but, that, but they didn't they didn't trade for him. They didn't pull the trigger on that. Oh, so that's that's just, because Brooklyn you know, wrong that's with because that. Brooklyn didn't want to do the deal. That ain't because of them. That's I'm, I'm because on, Brooklyn didn't want to do the deal. The what are we arguing the point, about now? The point, hold on. Here's the point right here, bro. KD again. The point is the Golden State Warriors wanted KD again because mm -hmm. they knew that KD would guarantee them another trip to the finals, another championship. Well, that's a hundred. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. But I don't know if we could use that in the case to try to diminish Stephen Curry and who he is. I'm not saying diminish. No, I'm not saying diminishing Steph. I'm saying what the Warriors knew, bro. They knew. They know that, bro. Look, look at the Warriors right now, bro. Look at them right now. They don't even look like a team that's gonna get out the second round now, bro. If you look at them right now. Yeah, but we all know that that's gonna turn itself. Around. No, it's not. not. No, it's not. Why it's gonna, it's gonna turn itself around? It's gonna get, bro. It's gonna get uglier, bro. You know why? why? Because Clay ain't all the way right. They got to use all these young guys. These young guys ain't really used to being on that level like that, bro. You can tell. Look at Kuminga. Look at look 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 at uh 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 old boy that just got paid all that money. He he ain't consistent. He not them little dudes ain't ready for prime time like that yet. Well, the main and thing that the, the main thing that they're struggling with right now is probably their defense, and the bench isn't really as strong as it used to be. And I think that could turn itself around. The offense seems fine to me. Man, them dudes. I, I look as I stand right here, bro. They done, man. They don't make. They, they got to get, bro. They done. The Draymond Green, all that the facade is over, bro. They just need the KD trade. Done. They should have made the KD trade, bro. They should have did it. They should have just said, you know what? Because, bro, I'm trying to play to win Stephen Clay a championship, another championship. We can't base this off of eight games, bro. Mar like we just can't. Mar Mar look, Doug, watch the games, bro. Kind of Look at the Warriors, bro. Just start talking. Just start talking. Yo, Mark, Mark. Just, start, just go. Just go, Mars. I, I don't I don't think our championship window is closed. I think right now it's looking bad. I think the defense and the fouling issues in the bench all big question marks. I think Dante DiVincenzo can help the bench when he's fully healthy. But I think Jonathan Kaminga hasn't stepped up how I thought he would this year. So that's that's a problem. James Wiseman has been what I expected James Wiseman to be. So I was right about James Wiseman, unfortunately. It's only um, eight games, Morris. Yeah, so far. So he, he's far. played a couple good. He's played a good yeah, couple games. Yeah, hasn't just been trash. You didn't have that opinion the first two or three games when he was actually playing well, and you was like, "Oh, I guess I was wrong." Cook him, has he? Cook him, has he? Yeah, he been he'd been producing <laughs> offensively. Defensively, I still had the same issues. And the problem with him defensively is he can't move his feet. He keeps fouling. Those things. Hopefully, they'll figure themselves out. So I don't want to be right about James Wiseman, but um, that's a problem. Clay Thompson hasn't been able to be a positive for us this season. Um, I think that will turn itself. I think that will turn itself around. I don't think he's going to be a negative the whole season. Jordan Poole um, being the man to run that second unit that hasn't really gone well. The whole bench in general hasn't been good. Jordan Poole <sighs> seems. I don't know if he is meant to be taking the larger role or he's taking it upon himself to take this much of a large role and kind of like dominate the ball when he's with that second unit. I don't know if that's coaching or his own decision making, but. That needs to rectify itself. Steph Curry's been good this year. I think defensively he's been good. I think he's been rebounding the hell out of the ball this year. I don't know where that came from. He's been like he's battling for rebounds this year. That's a good thing. He's using the mid-range a lot more. I think his game is more tailored for the playoffs now. I think the regular season Steph explosions that we used to see a couple years ago, they're not going to be there as often. But his game is so more refined and made for the playoffs. I think when we make the playoffs, that's when you're going to see like MVP level Steph Curry. And I think 
that's all we have to do. We have to get to the playoffs, have home court advantage, hopefully top four seed. But then the playoffs is when that's where I'm really going to hold out judgment for this team. Right now, I'm not really overreacting. I just, I'm not happy seeing them lose. They're in the danger zone, Mars. I, I, I think they could potentially be a playing team that may not make it, bro. And I'm telling you, man, that, that stuff I told y'all with Draymond Green, punch that boy out, that locker room never going to be the same again, dog. Mm-hmm. Imagine, hey, hey, Mars, you say you mm-hmm. don't like me, right? Imagine if I just went and just socked you and knocked you out ice cold. You'll hate me. You'll want to do something devastating to me. You know what I'm saying, bro? You already, Mars, check this out. You already don't like me and you don't even personally know me, right? Me, me personally, I don't have no dislike for you. I think you're cool. I think you're a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like how you disrespect the OGs in the game. That's all. That's why I get on you like that. I have no ill will to you whatsoever. I just talk a little smack to you just to toughen you up a little bit. But Who I do I disrespect? No, stop you said, bro. You you sitting over here nodding with Dub when he talking all this BS oh about Kareem. You sitting God. over here capping. You you all. So it's you, not because of anything you, I said. It's because you, I know Dub that. and Low, y'all all and, and chill. How is chill an old dude capping for young dudes? That's well, a, that's I, the problem with y'all. Who did I bro, y'all always talk down on the old school. Like mm. Hezzy just now was cooking cooking Dub, man. This who dude sitting up here, y'all calling Kareem a fraud. You over here nodding your head like it's true. Come on, bro. Y'all got to put Kareem some respect. Num- I have Kareem in my top three all time. So how am I? No, but you were nodding your head. I saw it, I bro. understand what he's saying. I can understand. But, but it don't make no sense. But I That's understand my problem what he's with saying. You. If I can I, understand I, real quick, I don't real, mean I have I, to agree with it. I can just understand the perspective. That comes from, I guess, being intelligent. I don't know. What's up? Hey, hey real quick, because I saw something in the chat a little bit ago talking about talking down on Clyde Drexler. I just want to straighten out this shooting guard conversation once and for all. The top five shooting guards in order goes Jordan, Kobe, D-Wade, Manu Ginobili, Clyde Drexler. That's how the top five shooting guards go all time. Say that one more time. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Manu Ginobili, Clyde Drexler. You can just leave that shit alone. Let's stop talking. So you don't rank Jerry West or you consider him a point guard? I just want to know if you're ranking those guys. I, I said my top five. Yeah, I, told, I agree with you. That's the top five. Manu over Clyde. It, I mean, that, that, could, that could go back and forth. Back and forth, Manu. I, I, I personally got Manu. Um, okay, okay. If you say back and forth, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. But if you say back and forth to me, that means it's close enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I, I think so, it's close so enough. Just, I think so it's close just enough. hate James Harden and Allen Iverson. I don't yeah. hate them. I just don't got them top five. Why is James just Harden like, not bad in Clyde Drexler? How how is James because he because he plays a terrible brand of basketball? Don't get me started on James Harden again. Okay. Oh, so where's he right? Is he in the top ten? Who is James Harden in the top ten? Uh, Shooting guards probably. So he probably somewhere somewhere later on down the line. Is he behind Ray Allen? Man, it's a hard one because Ray Allen was that guy before you know before he slowed down. I think young Ray Allen was so slept on that. Yeah, I don't know. You got to let me think about that, Mars. I'm not young, really Ray, sure. young Ray, I don't think you got to think about it. James Harden got an MVP, dog. and could have won two or three. I think that so, pretty much the, ends that right there. No, no, I'm just saying. I love Ray Ray, too, but I just think that James Harden carried more teams longer than what Ray Allen did in the league. Well, that was, so, that was, a, Mike, that was a Mike D'Antoni team, and that just looks different than it is, like – all that shooting, you know, it's just... Even before the Anthony came, 
Listen, go, the more I think about go ahead, Euro, talk to us. Yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like bucking at the Manu take. Like, why is he in your top five? Because all of the guys that you listed, they're you know, they're the guy and Manu is a complimentary piece. To I mean, I don't I think I think he Manu was Manu was that guy. He just so happened to be playing with Tim Duncan. I don't think I don't think Manu I, I think Manu would have been just fine without Tim. No. Not to the level of a top five shooting guard of all time. Yeah, but y'all know I didn't came up here capable Manu. Nobody has won by themselves. No, Manu's the truth. Manu's the truth, but fam, like we talking, and of course, when we're talking about winning by themselves or whatever, we're not talking about, yo, one on five type of shit, you know what I mean? But we are saying, like, Clyde uh, Drexler, you know what I mean, with Portland, he went to the finals, you know what I mean, and then lost to the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Uh... Fucking, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, he got it done without Shaq. And and just, you know, we can just go down the line. Manu Ginobili, fam, yeah, you, Ginobili. you think that he could have went to the finals in the area that he was playing without Tim Duncan? If he, if he had a solid team. Now, it depends on who he has with him, obviously. But if he was on a solid team, I think Manu could have carried, <laughs> carried, carried the team for sure. Yeah, oh, Manu's, yeah, bro. Manu's in my top uh, ten, but top five is tough. Top, yeah, that's tough. I, 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 think, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I, I think Manu, if he didn't ever come off the bench, as great as he was coming to the league, he'd probably been like a 24, 25 point game score. You know what I'm saying? If he never came off the bench, but I don't see him as the, the number one guy, like to a team like James Harden was. Like even you said there was Mike D'Antoni, but James Harden was doing that before D'Antoni came over there. James Harden was carrying Houston Rockets back when they had um what you call as the head coach when he first moved over there. This first year uh, over there, they Kevin went to the McHale. yeah, Mikael. So he was he was killing in those first few years. They was going to the playoffs and everything. Then Tony came after that, and Harden was still. I think killing. I think Manu I think Manu could have done all of that with Houston. Um, I, I don't know because so. I don't James think he I don't, no. think he I don't think he could have did everything as far as Harden and, and on top of that on top of that would would have wouldn't have been playing Matador defense would have been taking the ball for catch too. On top on top of that, oh, yeah. not only would not only would have been putting up he wouldn't have averaged thirty six. I'll say that. I don't Facts. think he would have averaged thirty six. I don't think so. And he, and he, he wouldn't he have caused have and he wouldn't have caused problems for the for the defenses like that, putting him in foul trouble and shit like that the way that James Harden be doing. Oh uh, man, him flopping and shit. That's what you're talking about? No, regardless, he James Harden is being awarded free throws off of that, you know what I'm saying? So, and he's getting like the other team in foul trouble, they have to like uh, account for that on the defensive end. I don't think it as 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 potent as uh Manu Ginobili's offense could be, you know what I mean? The way, the way Manu used to go to the rack, he can foul. Yeah, yeah, but yeah for sure he's getting though. fouled, but he's not, but not to the same level of of a James Harden. And that's and that's that's why he wouldn't average thirty six. Okay, I can see that he wouldn't average thirty six. Yeah, but I it's not. See. Yeah, but it's not just about the averaging points. It's about what you're doing to the to the defending team. What What about the defensive end of the ball? What about him playing defense compared to James Harden playing defense? Does he well, get any, yeah, if any Manu's taking more of a offensive load, his defense isn't going to be as good as it was on the San Antonio Spurs, especially if it's that, not on the same that's, type that's, of system. That's a cop out. That's a cop out. That's not a cop out. You're asking. You fast and five twenty five points. For, how's that a cop out? Yes, yeah, that's that's, that's a, a, a fact. A, a, a habitual plea copper. That's a cop out, bro. Because you're assuming yeah, that he's going to be close to uh, James Harden. Because you, because you, because you, you assume. You, I hate, I hate it when y'all come up here and do that. Oh, if he if he scores the ball, he's going to be too tired to play defense. Man, he's a professional athlete. What are you talking about? That's what happened. If he's playmaking That's and scoring at a high level for your team, you can't exert as much defense as you're doing as a role player. That's a cop out. What? That's, That's a, a cop fact. out. That's what play play do. both sides. This isn't football. It's basketball. 
You got a guy, Bobby. You don't, you don't, you, you don't, you don't play offense. You got you a guy. You're asking him to be James Harden, right? Play you basketball. have a guy. You have a guy who's going to be scoring. Who's going to be creating plays for your team as well? And on top of that, you're expecting them to play high-level defense too. That's kind of a lot of responsibilities. He's not going to be playing the same type of defense he played on the Spurs, bro. He's just not. He's not. All right. All right. Hey, one thing I do want to allude to though with Manu and James Harden. Keep in mind, it was a lot of similarities. Remember, Manu started the Euro step. He didn't. He, no, he, he didn't. He was the one, no, so hold on. Wait, I'm it. saying he was the one who, who really popularized it. He was the one who did it a lot, and people started saying, "Okay, the the Euro the Euro step." You know, they started associating it with Manu. I remember we used to call it the Manu. Oh, he just Manuled him. Oh, he just Manuled him. But also on top of that, don't let's not act like Manu wasn't flopping and getting a lot of fouls too. That was during <laughs> a time where a lot of cats was doing that. Mm-hmm. But James Harden just abused it because it it it, it became kind of popularized around then, and it started, you know. He perfected on. Manu's game. We can say you know, that exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's and that's so based off of that alone, like I would have Harden over over Manu. He just fine tuned whatever Manu was doing. Yeah, most most definitely, but they were they they actually you know we we've never that's really come here compared them. But they, they in, uh, in relation to what we're talking about right now, of course, I'm not talking about the you know I mean the the ins and outs of of their personal individual like game. I'm talking about the flopping. You know what I mean? Getting to the free throw line and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Euro stepping, all of that stuff. No pun intended. Shout out to the Euro steppers. Like this video, please. Thank you. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Got a super chat from Unknown Louie. He said, Tell him the facts, ticket. The Nets blew up a great roster for James Harden. All right, y'all. Speaking of which, so we, we've talked about the Nets. We've talked about the Lakers. We've talked about the Warriors. Uh, I just want to. I want to bring up some of these other records from, from a couple other teams. And I want to know, is it a new era? Now, are we looking at a whole new NBA? Because Steph and the Warriors are now three and five. LeBron and the Lakers are one and five. KD and the Nets are two and six. Kawhi and the Clippers are three and four. James Harden and the Sixers are four and four. We've never seen anything like this in the past from the this caliber of players being on losing teams. I want to know, is is a new stone turned in the NBA? Are we looking at a at, at, a, at a new era, a new time. Manu never disappeared in the finals. We're going to go ahead. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Manu had the greatest power forward of all time to, you know, fall back on. No doubt, no doubt. I just saw that in, uh, in the chat. I just wanted to say that. And yeah, a great I just coach. wanted to respond to that. But, but now, you're you right, you right, though, uh, Ronald. I do think that it's a new stern t- stone being turned in the NBA, though. I think the, the guys, especially the um, – what do you call it, like the European cats and the overseas guys? I think they're really, you know, taking the taking the throne. Um, Giannis, um, Luca, Jokic. I think those guys are kind of trying to say that maybe it's, it's their league now. I think we're just in a time of parity. Like we had the super teams of the 2010s: Miami, Golden State. <laughs> Some people refer to Spurs in there, but we had the super teams. And now in the 2020s, we've had the Lakers with like their dynamic duo. You've had the Bucks with their, if you want to call them a trio, but it's not really a super team. And then you've had the Warriors. It's just a lot of more, it's a lot more parities. You go into each year not knowing who's going to win the title. Whereas before it was, you knew Golden State were going to the finals and you knew they were going to play LeBron. You knew the Miami Heat were going to the finals and then they got upset, but you knew the Miami Heat were going to be the favorites damn near every year. So I think now we're just going back to how it used to be. I'd argue more so in like the 2000s, where there's duos. There's like, that's what you have. It's not 
trios, it's not quadruples. It's you have two elite players and you build a good team around them with good coaching. And I think that's why you see there's not many dominant teams like we used to have, but we have a bunch of really good teams. You have like six, seven teams in each conference you could say could make a run to the conference finals. We haven't had that in a very long time. What do you prefer? I prefer it like this. I, I'm not a huge fan of knowing who's going to win or knowing there's one team in each conference who realistically have a chance at the title. I prefer when you have three, four contenders and getting through the conference is the bigger challenge than maybe even going to the finals. It's just you have to beat one 50-win team in the first round and you have to beat a 55-win team in the second round and you have to beat a 60-win team just to get to the finals. That was that was just more enjoyable to me. When you so compared to the 90s, how, how do you think this era holds up? Um, compared to the, I mean... Entertainment the, value, that is. Because I feel like, I mean, I guess time will have to That's tell. That's a hard you know question to ask. He never yeah. lived through the 90s. I didn't so. live well, through but, the 90s. Yeah. I couldn't, I didn't, like, I can only go back, going back and watching, I think I prefer this to the 90s. But during, going through it live, maybe it felt different. But just going back and watching, I think now there's just a lot more competitive teams. I think the teams at the top in the 90s, you think of the Knicks, even the Pacers, the Bulls, the Spurs in the West, the Jazz. Like, there's a lot of good the, the Suns. There's a lot of good teams, but after about three or four, it kind of bottoms out. Plus the three game first, the five game first round series was kind of eh. But but that was crazy. It, you had a lot of entertainment when you were that going to a game, game five and stuff. But for me, I just I think now with six, seven, like there's teams that won't have home court in any round of the playoffs, but they could make the finals. <clears throat> Like the only team that's ever done that is the Houston Rockets with Hakeem. But now it seems like if the teams are six seed, I could still see them going to the finals. I don't think there's ever been a time where I thought that was a realistic possibility. Mm. So, so you saying like it's it's literally going to be damn near like a lottery, like a, a shootout come come playoff time, and anybody can mm-hmm. win. Pretty much, if you're not in the playing in either conference, like if you're one of the top six teams in either conference, I think you have a realistic shot of making the finals and winning. And then maybe there'll be a team that isn't the player and that has a bad season and they're still at that level. But there's at least six teams in either conference that I could see making a run to the finals. And I don't think there's ever been a time like that. Not in a long time. Yo, Dub, how do you feel about all these teams, the Lakers, the Nets, the the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Sixers, all with these players that are superstars or have recently been superstars being in the losing column and just starting off so slow? I think it's a bullshit narrative that just people just want to talk about. I think it's stupid as hell. Uh, because if LeBron James was on a good team, his team was winning, you wouldn't have this. If Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving was on a good team and you guys wouldn't have this narrative, it's just a dumbass narrative that people are just talking about. I don't think that just because the teams are in a bad position that then the other generation is just superseding them. No, I think the generation is superseding them because I see guys like LeBron, Steph, KD losing a step in their game, and these guys just taking another step and making a leap, and right now they're battling with each other. I agree with Mars that now there's so many teams that's on the same wavelength of each other, and it's damn near impossible to say who's going to win a chip, and that's great for the NBA. But seriously, say some bullshit that, oh, you know, <laughs> LeBron James, one in, uh, one in five. Kevin Durant, one in five or one in six. Oh, the generation is taking over. No, fuck out of here. That's dumbass shit. Because now you're telling me is if if those guys was in winning situations, you wouldn't have painted this narrative. You wouldn't have painted this picture. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. They're not in winning situations because they did it to themselves, though. That's fine. That's fine, but it has nothing to do with their talents as a player. 
has nothing to do with their talents as a player. Just have everything to do with the team not being successful. Fuck that shit. Their talents as a players, they're diminishing, and that's and other everybody else is taking leaps, taking leaps, and that's why the other generation is coming forward. It has nothing to do with win and loss shit. Had nothing to do with winning and losses records, bro. So are you saying that they're getting worse as players, or are you saying that they're on bad teams? I think that they're on bad teams, but I do think that they're losing a slight step in their game. But to sit here and say that the other generation is taking over because they're in uh, on a bad team is dumb to me. Talk about how they're losing a step in their game apart from them in a losing situation, so then they're not the same. That's dumb to me. That's stupid to me. I agree. Anybody else want to chime in? I just find it funny that we all knew, knew, we knew that the Warriors were going to be good this year. We knew that the Clippers were going to be good this year. You guys came up here and said the Sixers were going to run the East. And now all of a sudden, these teams are guys? not playing. playing no, I, think that was, I think that was just me. I think I'm the only one on the Philly train. <laughs> yeah, nobody had faith in Philly. Yeah, le- that's a lonely train. But. Yeah, because I, I ain't say shit about Philly except for Harden for MVP. I mean, uh, excuse me, um, Embiid. Philly Warriors or Clippers, though. Net, Nets and Lakers, too. It was somebody up here in one way capacity had one of those. One of those. Yeah, but teams we didn't know Kawhi wouldn't be able to play basketball. No, I that's, mean, that's we, true. We but assumed even, he'd be load managing, but we thought he'd yeah. play more than one game. Even so. outside of Kawhi, though, the Clippers aren't a terrible team. Like, obviously, Kawhi puts him over the top, but the Clippers are still a, a, a decent team without Kawhi. You know, I was watching, I think it was J.J. Reddick's podcast, and Donovan Mitchell was on there, and uh, right after he, you know, got picked up by the Cavs, and he was talking about just the hump that the Jazz were facing um, in the playoffs that they just couldn't get over, and it just, like, it just festered, and they just had no belief that they could get to that point where, you know what, finally we over this hump, and now we can focus, actually focus on Western Conference Finals, the finals potentially, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so when I'm looking at the Clippers now, especially with Kawhi being out and load managing and all this, all this other stuff or whatever, um, I, I kind of can see the same thing for them. Maybe internally they just don't have the confidence in themselves to see the hump and clear the hump, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yo, can we get the likes up right now? If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're gonna keep it pushing. Uh, we were on. We talked about the. We've been talking about the Lakers. We're gonna continue to talk about the Lakers. Uh, talked about it last night on the panel, but I want to hear you guys' opinion on Miles Turner coming out and saying the Lakers should consider trading, trading for him and Buddy Hield for their first two, two, for their two first round picks. How do you guys feel about that? That'll be that'll be a, a massive improvement on what they have right now. I told Euro before they should definitely make that trade. They'll be in a better off spot than what they are now. Buddy Hill provides sp- spacing. Uh, Miles Turner is a guy that could stretch the floor out a bit and be a nice little rim protector to help uh, Anthony Davis out to help him work on other things. Uh, that's something I think will be uh, truly be- beneficial to that team. It's either do that or wait in the next offseason and load up on in free agency. There's a lot of players out. I'm I looking to get rid of AD right now. If I'm the Lakers, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting I'm getting rid of AD. I'm getting rid of all the expensive contracts because they're not going to win right now. They already traded away the future and all the future draft picks to get AD, and now that's why they're in the position that they're in now. You gave up all the uh, the budding talent that they have. 
all the draft picks in order to get AD. And, this, and it added to you got you got the ring in in the bubble, but other than that, there, there's no improvement from there. It's going to be all downhill from that. So Even then, what do you do with LeBron? You get rid of him too. See, you and I, I don't, I don't agree. Many draft picks rebuild. I don't, I don't. I don't agree with that route because, like I said before, after this year, they're clearing up a lot of money because of Russell Westbrook's no longer going to be there. So if the goal is, then, is to win a championship, to win a title, it's best to ride with the guys you have now who are still top players in the NBA and revamp a free agency. The main reason they really can't do anything this year because that contract with Russell Westbrook is brutal. It's $47 million he's getting this year, which is ridiculous. Once that clears up, you're going to get enough money to get role players, get enough players to get guys to complement. LeBron James and AD to sit here and make a playoff push. I don't think that you should just trade LeBron James and AD and just give up on your championship aspirations. Can How much is LeBron going to be able to give that next Russ is year? Be out of there. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. They're not resigning. Oh, oh okay, that's what you mean. Right. Yeah. I thought you meant like them trading him. No, no, no. After this year, he's he's gone. He's an unrestricted free agent. That's this is the last year of his big ass contract that he signed on OKC. But just like you just said, Elto. What? Who's to say what Brown's gonna have next year? He's yeah. getting older and older, and I know he takes care of his body. He spends a lot of money on recovery and whatnot, but I mean, nobody's ever defeated Father Time. LeBron James can. He's doing a very good job of it. Yeah, LeBron James yeah. can most definitely. I mean, it's LeBron James. It, you you have to you have to take the risk as a GM. You have no choice. It's LeBron James. Like some people. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying move LeBron. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying why would you not get Buddy Hill to Miles Turner? Oh, I think Miles Turner is trash. But yeah, I don't I think, think I don't think, think this is going to do anything for like Mars. What, Buddy Hill and Miles Turner in the mix. Do you think the Lakers are going to improve drastically? No, I think they go from a nine ten seed to a seven eight. I agree. So there's so what you're saying is there's, there's no way still, to win. Have you have you ever seen Buddy Hill shoot the ball? Buddy Hill's a great shooter. Yes. But does that is that a no? No, you've seen a lot of Buddy Hill sacrifice. I was about to say Bobby riding hard for him because <laughs> nah, look, I, I I don't I don't I never liked Buddy Hill, especially when he was in sack. I don't like the way he plays, but I can't deny his shooting ability. I was never a Buddy Hill fan. I was mad about the trade, the Marcus for Buddy, all of that. But I, all right, let's I get into the details then. Let's get into the details then. Why don't you like the way that he plays, or what don't you like about his game? I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like. And do you think whatever you dislike about him is going to be able to mesh well with whatever the Lakers got going on? Uh, well, the, what I didn't like about um, Buddy Hill was that he was so one-dimensional in the in the fact that he has to pretty much spot up and shoot. He can he couldn't really run any like pick and roll offense. He couldn't move or move with the ball. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that's a problem over there in LA. I think it's uh, him spotting up in one on the weak side or anywhere to stretch the defense out. You have to respect Buddy Hill anywhere he is on the court because he's a knockdown shooter. So I, I just I look at that as a way to space the floor. Maybe get maybe LeBron get some more looks off the off the dribble. Um, maybe not let him pack it. How how you guys were talking about uh, Dub and yeah, it was Dub. We were talking about a while ago. They just been packing the paint. Y'all were saying AD can't post up. Well, I think I think it'll make it a little easier for him to be to get the ball on the block mid post. Miles um, Turner, he's a you guys might not like his offensive abilities or whatnot, but on defense you can't deny he's a great rim protector. Um, I don't. I don't see how. The, I don't see how that makes them moves them up one spot in the playoff race. As a, I, especially when they're only losing. If they're only losing what Russ, Austin Reeves, and some picks. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Reeves, man. I would I, like to. Have I disagree. To stay, I disagree with you moving the bar. I think it moves the bar pretty a good margin because now you got guys that complement your star players' games. Anthony Davis doesn't have to be in the rim, uh, being that big man that he's been doing all year, and now he could take a load off. That means he could be healthier now because he's not exerting so much energy. Uh, with Miles Turner being the rim protector that he is, Miles uh, Turner's never healthy either, by the way. He isn't, but we got to take the risk as we go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take the risk, bro. You have to. So, I mean, you just got to take it, bro. And uh, he does provide some spacing as well. So, they'll be able to play five out. Uh, Buddy, he was an amazing shooter, complete play, can play ne well next to LeBron James. And, bro, I'm like, I think they move up pretty good. I think they could yeah. be competable. I think I they, think so especially too. with the Warriors looking the way they are. I mean, with Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, I don't know why they can't beat anybody in the East. And what's up? What's I up mean, with what? Thomas Bryant? What's, what's up with Thomas Bryant? He's hurt. I, I can't remember what the injury is. But is it hurt. serious or like how much time is he out? Because oh, if you right. got if you got that as your core, big man, AD, Thomas Bryant, and Miles Turner, it's a thumb injury. He had thumb, he had surgery on his. Thumb. It's a what injury? Thumb. Thumb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but. Here, here's how I feel because I'm like, bro, AD needs somebody to back him up either way it goes. AD can't, you know, Miles Turner will come and add some relief to AD. But then on top of that, they get now they get a solid 48 minutes uh, at the center position. So mm -hmm. it's like when, when, when AD sits down for his 15 minutes a game, 15, 20 minutes, now that's when Miles Turner can step in that position and you got a solid 48 minutes at that position on the court mm -hmm. defensively. You don't know what you're going to get from Miles on the offensive end, but the fact that he shoots 34% career from three, that's more of an upgrade. Miles, Miles isn't, he's, he's, he's not an offensive liability by no stretch of the imagination. He might, he might not be what he's you want him to be, but he's, he's consistent a lot. He, he might not no, be he, what you want him to be, but he's not, he's not a liability. You have, you have to respect Miles anywhere on the court. Just he, like you have to respect is. Buddy. Buddy, Buddy could come. Buddy and uh, Buddy and Lonnie <laughs> as your wings. I think you, know? you live with Miles Turner taking shots. No, you absolutely do. But once again, it's still an upgrade from what they got out there. He could hit an open right three, now. Mars. He could definitely but hit. How open much three. of an upgrade is it? He can hit be? one occasion. It's a big yeah, upgrade yeah, from, 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 from How many of them is he going to? Well, he, we, you're not you're not getting Miles as as to be the shooter. You're getting Buddy Hill to come in to stretch the floor. And like that, like you were saying, Miles Turner might not. Be there to actually shoot it, but you have to respect him being there. So that so that stretches the defense. You have to respect a guy. You have to respect Brooke Lopez. Mars. You however, you however you try to, however, him. however you try to spin it, it's that's they're not they're, uh, not, they're think, not closing out hard to Miles Turner. If they're going to help off of him, and it's whether or not he makes the shots. It's going to be the same thing. They could help off him, but I think that he is a guy who could be hitting. You don't shots. rotate to Miles Turner. You're, like, you're not like, oh, crap, he's open three. Let me rotate. No, you're like, okay. Bro, ah, you so like, yo, bro, he shoots like 30. You got to close 35. out on Miles Turner. He shoots like 34. He, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't shot above 35% in like four, four years. You got to close huh? out on Miles Turner. 30, huh? 33. Uh, 33 and 34. It's not a bad. What? 34? That's not bad. You got to respect that. You got to Mars, you got to close out on a 35% three point shooter. Or you can just go sit in. If you either close out, close out him or sit on the bench. 27, 33, 33, 34. That's the last four seasons. Hold on, Mars. If you're playing on a team with a LeBron James, right? Think about Just put it like this. You got LeBron James. Shorts is going to make more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> how many That's what how I'm many saying. players how many players three point percentages have actually gone up with LeBron James? I'm not sure actually. I don't know. 
Will Plus their volume up. is going up. You have Miles Turner shooting about four a game now. With LeBron, that's going to go up to about six or seven. And you're expecting him to increase his efficiency with that as well. I don't see it. I think he's going to stay around think, 32, 33%. So, more. Uh, are you, are you going to, if you got, like, if you got okay, Miles Turner over here, it's not bad. Or, or Russ, who you it's not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's bad. He's not a liability. I'm just saying you live with that. The team, you would live with that. I agree with you on that. But the teams throughout the duration of the game, they're not just going to be sitting here leaving him wide open. Maybe in the fourth quarter, that's when they're really they keying going, on they're it. They're going to help off of him. That's what I'm The saying. whole game, they're just going to leave him wide open. They help off of Brook Lopez. Okay, but if you, if you have if a guy that's dominant at the rim like LeBron and AD, you help off of guys like Miles Turner. Morris, if you if you got if you, you got, got a guy like players. if you got a guy like LeBron James with the ball and you're helping off of Miles Turner, if Miles Turner cuts to the rim, LeBron James is giving him that that pass. That's an easy dunk. Like you 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 just got other options. It's not basketball's not one dimensional. That's what you said about Russell Westbrook doing the same thing. And the but issue this, will be the same. But you actually have to close that. out on Miles Turner as opposed to Russell Westbrook. You guys are short to Miles Turner. It's the same thing. Keep in mind, no, Dennis so Schroeder's gonna be coming back. Let's not forget about that's, Dennis. That's even less spacing. Dennis but you're running the second unit is not bad. Maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't see it. I see a seven seed at best. So you think giving up them two picks is gonna be worth being the seven seed in the playoffs? No, I think that, I think they should blow it up as well. I think LeBron, AD, keep Russ for this year, get as many picks as you can, and just rebuild because you're not winning with LeBron and AD. In my opinion, anyway. what if they got LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Draymond, possibly? How could they afford all that? They could make losing Russell Westbrook's contract doesn't just make them afford everyone. Well, maybe Draymond will be on the discount after this season if, if they, they could get this if they bad. could get Le- if they could get LeBron, AD, and Kyrie, and then get complementary pieces around that. Maybe Buddy Hill stays. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, maybe that team can contend next year. I just highly doubt that happens. So I'd I'd blow up. I think it'll happen. LeBron could whatever, whatever they do. I think they need to do something to, now. Especially I think that's what they're doing. season. This what do they take? They can't do anything, Bobby. Yeah, that contract. 
that contract is way too much money, bro. They cannot. They literally cannot do anything. Are we lagging? It was. I said. I said it was. I said it's better now. Oh damn. We was lagging that whole time we was talking about Miles Turner. Like, they, they've been saying that for like the past five years. Nobody's trying to hear that shit. Miles Turner is mid. Miles Turner is mid. That's what I meant. Damn, bro. That's crazy. Yo, I think so- what's crazy, y'all, y'all expect everybody, like, to be a superstar. Like, you can't have – you can't have – every every team in the NBA can't have 15, 15 superstars. Like, some people aren't as good as – you know, everybody's not LeBron, so you got to accept Yeah, that, no, no. The point know. is, we no, we see that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's for me. Like, we see that. But the way that you're making it seem like is, like, that person that is, quote, unquote, not a superstar, as you just described or whatever, mm-hmm. don't boost the team that's trash up to be, you know, now in the middle of the conference seating. Like, I mean, uh, excuse me, playoff seating. Like, I don't I don't see that. Well, sometimes, I, I, there, sometimes there could just be a missing piece of the puzzle. You feel me? I think right, that's right. something that's a missing piece. Like, look at P.J. Tucker. I'm going to keep saying this shit. A guy who's not really this crazy-ass star, and look where we're at now. A role player who drastically changed the, the direction of our team. Sometimes okay, so do you think a of P.J. Tucker right, impact right, right is example, as much right example, as a Miles Turner impact? It's Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, bro. It's two people. I think that complements what they have going on greatly. Amazing. How much of an impact I agree. I agree. Four, I agree. Four, I agree. I agree. 17. Nah, that's seven. Thank you, Mars. Hey, the the, Lake, the Lakers are scary especially, with those two. And any, anytime you face a Ron and AD team is scary. And then when you got a guy like Buddy that's sniping on the other end, Buddy Buddy can get hot and go for 30 on any given night. Then you got another dude like Miles Turner. Keep in mind, Miles Turner's still getting better. Dude's relatively young. He's still getting better. You get him next to AD, maybe he picks up a couple things from AD. And so now his game can continue to evolve too. Braun actually being the playmaker that he is, Russ – uh, Dennis Schroeder, they might get him some easier buckets that he hasn't necessarily got with the Pacers. And, and on then, top, know, on top ahead, of that, let's not let's not let's not forget this. A lot of the teams in the West right now does not look great. The Warriors aren't as great as we thought. Uh, Mavericks, I think they're good. Uh, Suns is alright. The Wolves isn't as great as we thought. So there's a lot of teams struggling. <laughs> so to sit here and say that the Lakers couldn't just supersede those guys, I don't think it's far fetched if you add those role players. When are you adding them? Ah, who knows? Do the trade today? I need them to do the trade today. Because <laughs> the longer it goes on, the less chance they have of getting out of that seven seed. Like I said, the I don't I don't know why that makes sense to you because it really doesn't matter if teams are you know better or worse than expected. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? There's going to be eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Like if a team is trash and they're going to like, you know, trickle down to the bottom of the league, there's going to be a team that fills that void. So if you say, like the, you know, the Timberwolves, I don't think I've heard anybody say that they're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? But let's just say that that was the case. Nobody said that the Jazz were going to be good. And so if the, if the Wolves are trash, guess who filled that spot? The Jazz. And if the Jazz end up being trash, guess what? Somebody will fill that spot. Like I, like the eight, it, it, the competition is the competition. Like, I, I don't understand why you're trying to make a point about that. I'm just saying there's a lot of teams that are struggling right now. I don't think the Utah Jazz is something that's sustainable throughout the whole season. So that's, I think, is the team is going to correct itself. Uh, if they don't, they don't. I mean, I just don't have faith in that, though. Uh, and I think the Lakers could be one of those guys to fill in that void if they make this trade. 
Absolutely. Even even without making the trade, I think the the Lakers aren't going to be as bad. Hold up, hold up. This fucking guy, Suns look great right now. Dub doesn't even watch the game. No, Dub. That's why I didn't even say their name, stupid. <laughs> I didn't say their name, stupid. That's why I didn't say. I said the majority. Duh. Use your fucking brain. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got it. I, I got just love copy. being on somebody's scrotum, son. Euro, I'm coming straight to you with this topic because this is something that you alluded to prior to this episode. So the NBA is considering upping the spending limit for teams to restrict how many teams can, how much money teams can spend on players amidst the Warriors, you know, uh, going over the cap with their $214 million roster cap. Uh, The league's proposing actually a hard cap where teams, you know, they can't exceed this limit. Uh, How do you feel about this? I mean, what's what's the repercussion? Like what happens after that? If they do, like it's just hard cap, meaning like they can't, like you just can't spend that much money, and that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. What do I think, man? Like, I mean, if they think that's going to fix something, then you know, have at it. I just think, uh, you know, that's going to be a nasty few years with all the players making all this money or whatever. I think contracts is going to look a lot different. I think you know that has potential for a lockout. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a- until until there's some balance to the force that's being, you know, that's going to settle in. I don't honestly I really don't care what they got going on. I'm not, you know what I mean? I got What about it. I don't um, do it. I don't give a fuck. What about the the teams that like what about if you drafted the player though? Is that like if the, the Warriors is that is that going to um affect them too as far as is there different rules for free agents from other teams as opposed to the players that you drafted being able to pay them more? Because that's that's not fair. I don't, I don't think you should penalize um teams for drafting drafting correctly. I agree with that. Yeah, and it says, uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, this just came about, but it said the proposal has been met by uh, firm resistance by the NBA Players Union uh, to the point where the union is actually considering a non-starter in the, in the discussion. So, you know, <laughs> Like I said, this yeah, sounds yeah. like a lockout. You know what I mean? So, I mean, anytime, anytime. Here's the thing, man. I've said this, I don't know how many episodes ago, but I think if you work in an industry where there's a salary cap, the employees are underpaid, period. If they can cap how much you can, like, if they can cap your, your earning potential, you are being underpaid. I don't care how much money you make. You know what I'm saying? And so now they're taking, they're talking about, like, taking that down even more. And, you know what I mean? Like, I as a player, like, I would be tight about it, too. For so, real. So, wait. No, no, no. no. So, wait. You're mad because... They're trying to lower the cap for players to get paid. Ron, what what does that what does that mean in layman's terms? Because maybe I'm misunderstanding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm lost too. I don't know. So you say basically you're saying that the NBA is trying to is trying to limit how much money each team can spend because yeah, if the so- team if a team has all this money and then like a smaller market team doesn't have as much money, they can't afford all of these players or whatever. And so what that prevents is having all of the good players. You know what I mean? With only the top teams or whatever, and then the rest of the league will be trash. That's what they're trying to prevent. They're trying to have a equal playing field so the yeah. competition is equal across the board. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Wasn't well, that the point of the luxury tax? Huh? Wasn't that the point of the luxury tax? Same thing? Taxi yeah. are spending all this money? Well, yeah, for sure, but it's not but it's not cap. working though. But it's not working though. Because yeah. you can just eat that tax if you have enough money, yeah. and then you can mm-hmm. just buy all the players that you want. You know what I'm saying? And so 
And so that only benefits again the team with the biggest pocketbook. Well, y'all, isn't isn't it um percentage based? Like the so like the cap would be not like a certain amount. Like it wouldn't be like oh five hundred million. Wouldn't it be based upon how much money they're bringing in? So that's that's all, I'm I'm saying that um as a combat when you were saying that they will be underpaid, which I understand. I understand that. I do feel the same way. If you put a if you put a cap on what you can pay your employees, then they would typically be getting underpaid. But if you do it in a percentage base to where the all the players still get this percent of whatever the money's coming in, isn't you know isn't that a way to combat them being underpaid and still having a, a hard cap? The money coming in for what? The money that they generate off of jersey sales and all this other shit. Uh, I suppose whatever whatever money they use to pay the players, whatever comes from from um, TV contracts, all of that stuff. So if they, if they keep it in the percentage base to where the players automatically get this percent of all the money that comes in, is it that's is that a way to combat them from being underpaid? I don't I don't know I don't I don't know I just it's I don't know I kind of like it though because if. Um, Mr. Income is saying uh, they lowering it uh, so that they don't have to pay the luxury tax and everything. That way, I, I don't mind it, actually. I think that's a good job. They don't want super teams to be a part of the NBA no more. I think that makes the league overall a better place. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. it. And this is in light of the Warriors situation. You know, they, they're spending $214 million next year. You know, obviously, they have Steph on a max, Clay on a max, Draymond on a max. Poole just got signed to his extension. Wiggins just got signed to his extension. And on top of that, we can even reverse the wheels back to KD when he came in and they paid him all of that money. Then you also got to look at teams like the Lakers, for instance. The Lakers, for as long as we can remember, have always spent a lot of money on big-time players and whatnot. The Miami Heat. So uh, how Dub was saying, the league is trying to balance out things. We can also uh, jump to another sport like baseball, for instance. It's the reason why the New York Yankees are always good. Because they spend the most money because they have the most money. So that's kind of what market. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what the Warriors are kind of turning into. And I, I think Adam Silver is trying to actually prevent that. So yeah, but I right think that's a bad comparison because that's a bad comparison Warriors, because right? we have we have big market teams that have a lot of money on their hands that spend a lot of money and they've been trashed since, for example, 1973. You know Damn. what I'm talking about. I knew you. Damn. The Knicks. That's an that's a that's an anomaly though, Euro. Like that's is like the, the Knicks is just historically a terrible team. So it's like I get what you're saying, but it's like, oh, that's a wild context, Ben. Because that's not the majority of cases. It's not a context, Ben. Well, Patrick Ewan didn't have it's to miss crazy. that layup. It's a know. crazy context, Ben. No, the I, con but that oh, here's the, I didn't I wasn't the one that introduced the context, Ben. Ron was the one that brought baseball into the mix. So that's the context, Ben, right there. I'm just going off of what he's saying. Nah, nah, nah. He's saying what what Ron was just saying was just giving an example of what he believes the Warriors are doing. What you're saying is the New York Knicks is a historic for spending mad money, not being successful. But that's not always the case. A lot of the times when you spend the mad money, your team is majority of the time successful. No, yeah, money no, for no. The team. no the comparison that I was drawn was the Yankees are always good because they spend the most money. In baseball, it's like the, the, the generally speaking, the team that spends the that forks out the most money is going to have you know success. And basketball, it's not necessarily always like that. There are teams that have, you know, what I mean, like a like a big budget that just can't make anything shake because, you know, what I mean, you have other things to consider. And like for example, players wanting to be with a franchise or with an organization or not wanting to be in that market or not. 
You know what I mean? That type of shit. So I think in baseball, it's not it's not like that for other reasons. You know what I mean? Simply, namely, I guess, marketability of players. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I think it's the really same. I, I think it's the same thing. I think everybody wants to be in New York, but uh, in New York Yankees. But for the New York Knicks, nobody wants to be on the New York Knicks at all because they're the New York Knicks. So it's a different scenario because the Yankees is a team that a bunch of people will be honored to be a part of. In the that's Knicks. what I said, and so that that example that Ron gave is not applicable. So why it's bring just, the why, I, why bring baseball? I think it. I that's think it. I no, no. What well, I think Ron is applicable because what he's saying is basically creating super teams, using all your money to get all of these players is what he's talking about because that's what the Yankees do. They get all of these multitude of talent on one team and try to stack the deck. And the Warriors have done that. Miami has done that. Brooklyn tried to do that. Like, but Lakers are trying to do that. Like, that's what they try to do. I mean, that's the name of the game. You're trying to improve your roster. If you can get more better players, then get more better players. And I mean, that that's literally the the a hundred percent the, the but what concept Ron is, of team sports. You know what I mean? Of team competition. A hundred percent. But what Ron, what Ron, I think a lot of people who agree with what they're doing is saying is, no, let's keep this all. We don't want super teams. We want this competitive. We don't want everybody to stack the deck. As a team, if we're the GM of the team, of course we're going to do that shit. But as fans, it's like, nah, I want to see these guys battling, really showing who's the best. It's a shame that fucking Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, KD could just stack the deck all on one team. They waste some money and just run the league. Is it so stacking long, you know? the deck, though? I don't know if. I don't know. That was stacking the deck. Absolutely stacking the deck. Warriors stacking the deck. Yeah. So drafting means stacking the deck. No, because here's the thing. I was going to say this. Yo, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me address that. Yo, I'm with you on there. I think Warriors right now is being penalized wrongly because they drafted all their people for the majority of the time. I think they should be rewarded for the people in which they're drafting. But stacking the deck with Kevin Durant, nah, they stacked that deck. No, wait. Here's also the thing. That was abusing. The salary cap rules, though. Everyone was just on the cheap contract, so we could do it. Steph was on 11 million. Clay was um, still on, I think, his rookie extension. He was on getting paid a lot. Draymond Green and, signed for like four years, 18 million. And, and so even, and even the, like, and even the Heatles, yeah, all three of them took less money. No, yeah, absolutely. So they don't, so they don't fall victim I'm, to that. I mean, but they still had max, they were still on a max contract, though. So, I mean, whether they took less money or not, they still went over over the salary cap. But the thing about the Warriors, too, though, is, yeah, they drafted all those guys, and kudos to them. They did an amazing job. But if it was a salary cap, they would have had to make some decisions. Either Poole wouldn't be there or Wiggins wouldn't be there right now. Draymond might not be there. They would have had to do some different things. So their team wouldn't be as complete as it is right now. When you have a salary cap, yeah, you can draft all those guys. But when when those draft picks do come to fruition and become the players that you expected them to be, now you can't pay them. So now when it, when when they're a free agent, they they might not consider coming back to your team for less money. They're, they might be like, hmm, I'm gonna go play over there in this market because they have more money to pay me. But here's the thing: if that is if that is the same across the board, then I'm not gonna like nobody can say anything because that's just that's just fair. If every team is subject to that, to the same salary cap, you know what I mean? Like that, it, I don't see an issue. I mean, ideally speaking, in practice, it may be completely different. You know what I mean? Like it, it may turn out to be because you know owners and like all this other shit. You know, they're trying to find loopholes and to you know to gain an edge. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And so we don't know what this actually is going to look like in reality. But in terms of on paper. Let it be fair. 
Are the owners are the owners doing this trying to like get kind of revenge on players like um, James Harden, Anthony Davis, cats that were kind of pulling rank and um, sitting out and stuff? Are, are the player are the are the owners just trying to get some get back for that? Or I don't know. I don't know about revenge, but I do know it's. I mean, it's two entities, right? It's the players mm-hmm. and it's the owners, and you know right. the power rests only on one side of the spectrum always. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if it's with the players now, when it was with the owners before mm. it's in their best interest to have it on the other side. Now it's just, you know, a tug of war. It's just a matter of, of life. 50 years from now, this shit is going to reverse again. Yeah, most definitely. Yo, and by all means, I'm not implementing the rule and I don't even know what's going to be implemented. I'm just saying what I think that, that they're trying to do. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's right. Like the warriors, the warriors did what they were supposed to do. They drafted great players, uh, build, built them players up, made them better players put a roster around them with other free agents that made them a championship caliber team they built a dynasty more or less so it's like they did what they're supposed to do but at the same time you know would they have been able to do that with a hard salary cap i don't know people are just trying to nerf the warriors for no reason i I mean you know know how that usually goes you know, when 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 a team's so great, they'll they'll adjust you know rules to to balance out the playing field. Allah, you know, it's a different scenario, but it's something similar. Kareem, when he was dunking and dominating the league, I know you guys might not want to hear this, but remember when they took the dunking rule out and they wouldn't allow Kareem to dunk, they tried to even out the playing field. Something similar to that. I I, I just don't agree that. I think if they were going to do this, they would have done it on a different team. I think you should reward the Warriors for being able to draft and keep all of these guys for a very long time. I think it's just weird that the Warriors is going to get a punishment for that. Yeah, I don't like how Euro said, though, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Players Union is going to fight this tooth and nail, and I don't think they're going to let this get off the ground. It's going to be a lot of changes coming in the NBA soon, especially with the expansion coming. Uh, new collective bargaining agreements, all types of stuff. So it could come. And if, if it does right? happen, it's like within within like next year, right? I think mm-hmm. it's twenty twenty four. If if it does if it does happen, they're gonna have to have something to where your drafted players are exempt. Like if you players, it's not gonna be the same rules applied. It, it, they can't do that. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see. And also, uh, Royce, you were brought up, you know, a new TV deal and whatnot. Uh, I seen something else in the uh, in in the news and in the rumor mills that Apple is considering putting in a major deal to start being able to stream uh, NBA games. Apple and Amazon, actually. So that's something we're gonna have to watch out for. I know ESPN and TNT uh, in in regular cable channels they they get those games. ABC, well, ABC is ESPN. But now these streaming services are yeah. trying to make you know trying to don't make a That's it's big money involved in that. Don't forget Google because YouTube TV was mm-hmm. um, hosting the the bubble the play- playoffs. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be a big shift in the way that we watch the game as well uh, over this off season. So you know, keep your mind or keep your eyes peeled to that as well. Uh, moving along, kind of want to talk about Luca a little bit because he is. The first player since Michael Jordan in 80, 86 and 87 to score at least 30 points in the first six games of the season. Uh, is Luca on a tear right now? He's in- taking all the shots. <laughs> He's the next coming. Marks? I mean, you're going to you're gonna 
score that many points when you do everything on the team is part is part of how it goes. James Harden was doing similar numbers when you control everything. They're going to score that many points. Mm. It's 48 minutes in the game. It's not a surprise. I mean, credit to him because you still have to be a great player to be able to do it. But it's going to happen when you control the game this much. They're 500. What did I say last episode? If Luka goes off, the Mavs are not. You can't can't win playing this brand of basketball. This heliocentric, one player do everything. You can't win doing it. LeBron was doing it in the early years in Cleveland, James Harden in Houston. You don't win. No one wins doing this. No one ever does. But no the numbers look ever. great. So people like, I'm not going to say Luke is overrated, but people value. He is, when, though. When players do stuff like this in this heliocentric role, where they get high points, high assists, high rebounds, because they're literally controlling every aspect of the game, people tend to overvalue how good they actually are when My it's job. really just a product of situation. Dub and getting high, whatever Luca. No, no, you're, you're, you're just saying a bunch of nonsense right now because, I mean, mm. the team is 500-500 record right now, but, I mean, mm. they're still playing a good brand of basketball. I do agree with you where I think it will be difficult for them to win in the postseason with got one guy being so dominant. But in terms of regular season games, they're going to – they're not yeah, they'll be, be fine in the regular season. I mean, yeah. James, Hard- James Harden's and, regular season teams were good. LeBron's were good. Like this okay. works in the regular season. It's the playoffs where it doesn't work. And, and, the and, only uh, way it works. The only only way they win in the playoffs is if they play Chris Paul in it. That's that's it. But uh, that's where, like, Mars, I agree. <laughs> that's but it, that's bro. where that's where, like, I agree. Like, I agree with you there and everything like that. I don't think that that's a good brand of basketball to play. But you're saying, oh, you just playing. said that's a good oh, brand of basketball. They're three. You're saying they're three and three right now. So you know, like, uh, uh, my point is proven. No, bro, they lost every fucking close bro, game. They're you just them. said you agree that's with Mars. That's a terrible brand say, of basketball. And I said the exact same thing that Mars said, and you said you disagree with me though. I disagree with you because when we talk about when we talk about postseason, right? When we talk about postseason, right? I think that that brand of basketball probably won't work. But shit, if anybody could do it, I might have to lean more towards Luca because what he was doing, especially last season, bro, uh, uh, um, getting those guys wide open and shit. The Dallas Mavericks were losing games because they were just missing shots. They were just missing shots. And right now, you're saying three and three right now, Euro. What the hell are you talking about? They're competing every fucking game, bro. They lost by two points twice. They lost by five once. Like, what are we doing, bro? Obviously, it's working. Obviously. So what are you complaining about? I'm just saying it won't work in the playoffs. It works in the regular season. I think they've had the highest offensive rating ever a couple years ago with Porzingis. It works in the regular season because he's such a great offensive player, one of the best in the NBA. But in the regular, in the playoffs, it's not going to work. To me, I view it similarly. You might not agree with the comparison. And just let me explain the comparison. When we talk about a guy like Rudy Gobert and how he anchors an elite defense in the regular season all, all by himself, he's the lone rim protector. He can anchor that defense all alone. Then the playoffs come and you realize once a team can key in on that one, only he's the only positive defensively on that team. Once teams can key in on him and kind of slow him down and neutralize his defensive impact, the team falls apart. Similar to these heliocentric offensive players, that people don't seem to talk about this a lot. When you can slow them down offensively, the whole team grinds to a halt because there's no one else to do anything on the team. And that's why I think it's very comparable to a Rudy Gobert where he anchors a whole defense in the regular season but when there's no competent pieces around him and you can harp, cl- hone in on him defensively and slow and reduce his impact, the team starts to look dysfunctional. It's similar with these offensive players. It's very similar, but people don't seem to talk about it. 
where if you can slow them down and slow them down, even if you slow them down 10%, the team looks so much worse because they do everything on the team. And then you start and then you start saying, well, it's not his fault. He has no help. Similar to what I do with Rudy Gobert on defense. He has no help. So he starts to look worse in the playoffs. But no one talks about how these offensive players look worse and they just blame the teammates. LeBron James has got this treatment his whole career because when he gets slowed down or he, you can limit him a little bit, the team looks so dysfunctional because when you have a player with an offensive load like Luka, I think he's at like 67%. His offensive load, his time of possession is over 10 seconds per possession. If you can slow him down a little bit, the team looks terrible and it's very similar to how I thought people view Rudy Gobert. But Rudy Gobert gets hated and guys like Luka get lauded and loved because they do everything offensively it's the exact same thing on different I, I i i i see your point with there but let's look at luka Doncic. when in a playoff series for majority of the time where the offense didn't look great clippers it looked fine uh, uh both uh both seasons last season he was going crazy with that team last season on golden state wars what had happened was those guys just wasn't missing shots and honestly in my opinion he just lost to the better team right he needs they, the they won the game they won i think they, the game they won was the game lucas shot quite poorly i think reggie bullock went crazy from free that was the game they won but mm-hmm. even in that warrior series luka Doncic got his numbers but the offense didn't look as good and the reason it didn't look as good is because the warriors knew it wasn't about stopping Luca. You don't stop guys like Luca. It's about stopping everyone else. And when everyone, when no one else has the ball, it's much easier to slow down other people because you don't really focus well, on. I think on that's them more. Much. I think that's more to. I think that's more to. I just don't think that he's on the championship caliber team. I think he needs another guy on the team with him to alleviate some pressure. I mean, exactly. Spencer, I mean, so you Spen- agree he can't so run Jay- like this? No, no. Jalen Brunson with Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't think those are guys that can change the momentum of the game. But you, if you add like a Paul George or a secondary <laughs> component to that team, I think with his play style they could make a run because I I believe he'll share the ball with that guy. He's not going to pass the ball. He he shares the ball with Spencer. He shares the ball with Jalen Brunson. Like, let's not do that. Let's not act as if he just don't share the ball with those guys. He definitely Nobody does. called him selfish. Yeah, he's not selfish. I, I he's didn't just, say any, he, any he of just that. Does, he Morris just has so much of, of a burden offensively. It's not going to win. Same reason Rudy Gobert had such a burden defensively. When there's no other real pieces around you and you don't use them, they're not well coached for Rudy Gobert defensively. You don't win with just one person having to anchor an offense or a defense, and it never wins. It never works. That's they what went to, to the Western Conference Finals, and they were never going to win. You can get through a couple of rounds in the playoffs, you're never going to win. I agree, but that's more to well, not never. That's that's, 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 that's where work. that's it's where the misunderstanding rare. lies. That's where the misunderstanding lies. You're saying they're not going to win because of play style. I'm saying they're not going to win because I just don't think they have the adequate pieces. I don't think that they have the pieces necessary in order to win a title. And Lucas could do as much as he possibly could, but I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie or Christian Wood, arguably being your second best player on your team, could could win you a title. But once he gets that secondary component, and he is going to have to adjust to playing with that secondary component. I'm not going to say no, but I think that that's going to be a title run and probably a title favorite in my Look, opinion. I mean, Dub, you know, I, I should, I should be, be for He's not going to have Ooh. such a burden offensively when that happens, once he gets better players. You're just Dub, saying I, what I, I, I should be for it, Dub. Who, who wants to play with Luka? I think a lot of people would. Same answer you gave last time. I think a lot of people would. It's just... Like, you don't think a lot of people wouldn't? Lucas had the highest offensive load in every playoffs he's ever been in. Every single one. He's had the highest burden offensively of any player in the NBA. 
and he's been in the playoffs three times, and he's had you, the highest in the league do you every think, single time. But do you think that that would be the case if he actually had a secondary component? Do you think that that no, would be the case? You're saying what I'm saying. He can't win like this, and they need okay. to get him better pieces around him so he can play differently. Playing like this isn't going to work. But people keep view like people think you give Luca other players, and he's going to be doing this. And they're going to win because there's better players. No, when he gets better players, he's not going to be doing these 36, 9, and 8 because he's not going to have to. It doesn't mean he gets worse. Oh, okay, that's, what, that's you're what I'm arguing. saying. Oh, okay, this that's stuff, it's not, it's not like he's going to do this. You give him another star, he's still going to be doing this and they're going to win. No, he's going to have to do less in terms of the pure box score. Some people are going to say, oh, look, Luca's gotten worse because they only analyzed the game from the box score. You're arguing really Euro's point because you're saying some bullshit. You're saying some bullshit. Oh, they're not going to be winning and stuff like that. I'm so what are you talking about? You're talking about winning a chip? Mars is saying. Oh, now you're going to say the same thing he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to say. Because you're talking about, oh, that's not winning basketball. That's not winning basketball. Yo, yo, Dub. Dub, you guys are both right, though. It's a combination of both. He doesn't have enough talent. Nah, the way Euro be coming is ridiculous. He comes as a Lucas is just su such a burden or some shit just because of that. I ain't that say shit about burden. Stop it. That's how you come. That's how you come. That's how you come, son. Stop it. That's how you be. Stop that's how you be leading it all. Stop it. Stop it. Nah, oh, he's not going. He playing like this. No. Ain't going to win no. them shit. Well, no. shit. They you went to watch, watch this back. Last also, year. so that's you watch this back when we're done. Watch this back and also read the chat. <laughs> Fuck the chat. What you yeah. say? What you say? This crazy, bro. They went to the Western. You talking about winning, bro? So winning a chip and that's it. That's all that winning is. Uh, next topic. Fucking. Nasty, yeah, but bro. I mean, you keep in mind too. So I think they overachieved. I think we can all agree that they overachieved. I think if the Suns don't have a colossal meltdown and don't go through what they're going through, <laughs> if the Suns don't have Chris Paul, I had them beating the Suns prior to the series, so they did what I expected them to. But well, was, maybe I not. I, I think I thought they overachieved. I didn't think they stood a chance to beat the Suns. I think but, Jason Kidd deserves a lot of credit for what he did in that series against the Suns. No, nah, nah, absolutely. Jason Kidd was a step in the right direction. But even then, though, it's like, who's the star that you could put next to Luka? And how does Luka fare when he has to, when his load comes down? Is Yo, Luka let me ask you this. That's, that's the question. Yo, I, don't let know, me ask you I don't know how if it works. If Luka starts being less ball dominant, do you think that they could be a title contender? No. Ah, then what the fuck are we talking about? But do you think Luca will be? I think the question is: Do you think Luca will be less ball dominant when he gets stars around him? I don't. Do you I don't think. Do you so. think how he plays is a product of he he has to it's do a product. this, or do you think it's a product. this is who he is regardless of who's around him? I think that's where people disagree. Some people product. say he plays like. Are you are you asking me? And so, yeah, it's a question. So I think that remains to be seen. I think he's young enough to, you know, add another facet to his game. And that could include him learning to deal with another player that's just as quote unquote dominant or that needs the ball just as much as him in order to make a winning re recipe. If he if he's able to figure that out, which I think he, he could, you know, what I mean, especially with a coach like like he has um, and with the talent that he has as well as a as an individual. So I don't I don't think there's anything in his way that prevents him from that. Um, Euro, but here, that's where the polarization comes from with him. Some people believe he can't change and this is who he is, and some people believe he's only like this because of what he has around him. I see him, disagree. I see him share the ball with a Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, with a Spencer Dinwiddie. I've seen him share the ball countless times. There's no reason for him not to Doug, share the ball. He with shared other the guys. ball, but he still had the biggest usage rate. Mars just told you that. 
So how much he has did he the, really share he, the ball? He has the biggest usage rate because they have no choice. When Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson on the court with him at the same time, or Tim Hardaway. Jalen oh, plays times, in New York. Jalen plays the ball, plays really in the ball Jaylen, like that. We'll say Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. There's times, yo, he'll be like, here, bro. He'll give them the fucking ball. And then what does he do? And then what does he do? He just he just stands at the wing and stands around, right? Yeah, that's what the fuck he does. But that's him allowing some. But 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 Mars, but but Mars, that's not. But Mars, that's not the point that Euro's saying. The point in which Euro's saying is he doesn't believe that he'll that he doesn't believe that he has the capability of just allowing somebody to be themselves. I'm saying no. He's clearly showing Duh. that. Duh. 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 When when Luca when Luca dribbles around for 13 seconds, finally goes to the rim and then gets triple teamed in the in the paint and then finally looks for Reggie Bullock in the corner to pass it to him. But that's not really good offense, bro. It's like he's forced he's forced to pass it out to a shooter. That's that's not really good nah, offense. Nah, he's a, he, a lot of times he's not forced. He creates that play, bro. He creates it a lot of the times. He forces that shooter open. Yeah, he does. He does create a lot of good looks, and that's that's why it works in the regular. So season. what you say, Euro, Mister Mister Laughing, Mister Laughing Yo, my ass off? I'm, I'm saying you got it, Dub. You got it. I always Euro. got it. Euro, I got a question for you though. What's up? Um, so I know you. I know you're saying that his his usage rate can't possibly come down and whatnot. But how long? Do, well, his usage rate can come down if he has another star player. But how long? Do the Mavericks have to take I, to get him that star player before? Because I, you know, listen, like, like I didn't, Mello- I didn't, I didn't put no ifs in this. I said definitively the way that they are playing right now, they're not getting shit done. I said this last episode, I said this last season, and I said this before last season. I'm saying that this season too, the way that they're playing right now, they're not getting shit done. I don't give a fuck how many points Luca is putting up, and the more Luca is going to like push the issue, like you know what, I'm gonna fucking what like make this happen. Clarify. I shit. told you, bro. I clarified every fucking episode. Chips? I Chips? say getting shit done means getting to the Western Conference final and beyond. That is that getting shit done. That doesn't make sense if you understand that the talent isn't there. That doesn't make sense, Euro. If you know that the talent isn't there, but then sit here and say the way to And play so what gonna... do you think Luca can do if the talent isn't there? I think I don't think they're winning regardless. What do you think Luka can do with the talent? You're saying, like, it just annoys the shit out of me because you're like, I asked you. I'll say, yo, if Luka adjusts his game, do you think they're winning title? No. Now you're sitting here saying, well, Luka playing this way, they're not winning a title. It's like, bro, obviously the talent is That's not what I said. That is not what I said. That is not what I said. Mars asked me a hypothetical, and I said, do I think Luka is capable of that? And I said, there's nothing that I believe that stands in his way to develop into that type of player. That's what I said. I ain't say that just, you know, I mean, he can switch it up. And right now, what's your that. reasons right now? What's he your reasons right now? You just said out your mouth. The Mavs, you just said out your mouth. You just said out your mouth. The Mavs are it. You said the Mavs playing the way that they are. They're not going to win shit. That's what you just said. But That's what that, I said. That's what I I've been asked, saying. Have I they won you, shit? Have they won five, anything, bro? Have they won anything? I asked you five minutes ago if Luca just is in game and they play the way that you want them to play, you just said that they're not winning either. So which one is it? Have they won anything, That's what I want to know. Which one is it? or no. Which one is it? Have they won anything? Yes or no? Tell me which one is it? No, they have not. That is it. I don't know. I don't know with you. You're confusing me. You're saying talent for one. Now you're saying play style for the other. Which one is it? Is it talent or play style? If you say both, let's say both. I don't know what to say to you because because clearly, 
clearly <laughs> Mars literally said the exact same thing that I said, just because you're butt buddies with that dude. You're like, oh, yes, Mars. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with it. And then you fucking come back at me with that same fucking question. I reiterate you're not getting in the same it. fucking way. Just you're not getting it. Like, <laughs> you're no, not getting no. it. Somebody Why are you not getting it? Why aren't you getting it? You just said out your mouth five minutes ago. You said... Put the headphones back on. I ain't say shit, so it puts it back on. Put it, <laughs> put it back on. Put it back on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I this is this is asinine. This, this is crazy. I Mars, please, Mars, please you look at the poll. Mars, I asked you. Mars, I mean, read uh, the fucking poll, dog. <laughs> read I the fucking poll. I asked you out your mouth. I said if Luca and the Mavs change their play style, can they win a chip? You said no. I don't think the talent is there. Now you're saying for the Dallas Mavericks, you're losing me. <laughs> I can't believe this. Get get me off the tight zoom. Get me off the tight zoom. This is ridiculous. Asinine. This is fucking crazy. Like what are you doing, bro? And. Man, fuck this shit. <laughs> oh man, he out, he out of there. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> and let's let's let everything simmer for a second. Moment of silence for Doug. Yeah, yelling got my ears sweating. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, yo, Mars, that's your man. That's your man's. Mars, do you see what I what are you talking about? <laughs> Mars, let's ask Mars. Ask Mars. Let's do it right now. Mars. Oh, yes. What did Euro say? Oh, damn. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What did, he, what did Euro say? Y'all lost me, man. So I, what, I, I, it got very loud. And I uh, so what, what was your inter- interpretation of that argument? Um, from what I knew, I asked Euro, do I, does he think that Luca plays this way out of necessity? due to the pieces around him or if this is who he is and if he had better play, players around him he'd still play the same way and, and I, I, think answered, I answered I think the part of said, do yes. I think who he is that's yeah, and he said who, he, he said he, he doesn't he doesn't know he has to see it right you have to see it him in a different situation to see how he would play and you said you can't answer that with certainty because it's a hypothetical right right that's why I understood so Mars do you remember the question I asked Shiro? I said, if they change their play style, do do you think they're winning a chip? Yes. Do you I remember that? that what did yes. Euro say? He said no. So then, when we talk about the Mavs, literally five minutes ago, what does he say about the Dallas Mavericks? That they're like, are you talking about that they're free on free or that they won't win? They that they won't win because of what? Because I'm of Luka. Either, either way, Dub, they're not winning. Of, they're not winning either way you spin it, Dub. Because of how Luca's playing. Yes. That's Wait, what he But now said. you're saying Europe thinks they won't win regardless, so why does it matter? That's exactly my fucking point. <laughs> why does it matter if they're losing no matter what? Maybe they can do better if Luca plays differently. They're going to lose, lose no matter what. But you can, do, you can still lose better. Dub, that's what, you, that's what you're talking about right I'm now? Ass- I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I I'm not going to say That's the I'm whole point I, I, I was I talking about. So thank you. Ass Mars. Hashtag ass fucking Mars. The oh, only yeah. non-biased motherfucker in this shit. Euro, your head on a fucking spike. Remember that. 
Dub, are you standing up or sitting down? No. I was standing up, man. <laughs> I was just I couldn't believe this from my guy Euro. I love Euro. But Jesus Look Christ. At the, chat, bro. the chat don't know shit either. <laughs> because you just contradicted yourself. And the way that they, you can't even realize that hurts me. It hurts me, Euro. It really does. And I love you. And it hurts me that you don't realize what just came out your mouth. Dearly. <laughs> All right, Euro looks like he's he's done going back and forth with you, Dub. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the official NBA rookie ladder, the first one that dropped. It just dropped this morning. Um, and I'm going to give you the list of players and what their averages are. So you got Paulo Banchero. He's averaging 21, 7, and 3 assists. Benedict Matherin, he's averaging 20 and 4. Keegan Murray, he's averaging 17 and 4. Jaden Ivey's averaging 15 and 4. And Jabari Smith is averaging close to 12 points. That's the uh envy or the the rookie ladder right now. How do we feel about this? Is it correct? Should there be some changes to it? Is it somebody that's missing? I think that's pretty I fair. I don't think Jabari's been very good so far. Um I don't know what rookie would replace him. I think Tyrese has been better than him on the same team, but yeah. Um, if I had to think of a rookie to replace Jabari, um, I like what Jalen Duran's been doing in Detroit. I don't know what his averages are, but I like how he's been playing. Um, who else got drafted? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a insert shading. Oh, I like Jalen Sharp a lot. I think he's been better. I think Jabari Smith shouldn't be there. Jabari Smith hasn't been very good for me this season. I think he's had maybe a couple good games. I think defensively he's been good. Offensively, he hasn't looked great at all. But I don't fully blame that on him. But just based on this, I don't think he could be in the top five, in my opinion. Jeremy Sohan on the Spurs has been good. I think he's been better than Jabari Smith. Um, That's probably it right now. But he's not in my top five. What was okay. the question? What was the question? Uh, just talking about the NBA rookie ladder that just dropped today. Uh, I'll run it back for you. I know you're you're probably still, you know, letting off. I broke off my field. seat. I had a, <laughs> I, I broke my seat. I had to fix it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you good to go? You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, it's good now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, bet, bet. The rookie ladder right now is Paulo, uh, Ben Matherin, Keegan Murray, Jed and Ivy, and Jabari Smith. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, this part. Yeah. There's none. As long as Paolo's won, I'm cool with that. Yeah, Paolo's been great. Paolo's been amazing. Bobby, uh, I saw, do you want to come in? Oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I saw somebody uh, mention my guy, Mark Williams. I haven't been able to watch much of the, the show, Hornets. Uh, much of the Hornets, but I, I, I've always been real big on Mark Williams. So, um, I like, I'll just shout out to Mark Williams. I hope, he, hope he's as successful as I think he's going to be. I haven't seen much of him. I don't think he played when we played Golden State, so I don't. I haven't seen much of him. I've watched every game so far. And you're going to continue to watch every game, all 82? I've watched. I watched every game for them of like the last two, three years. Oh, yes. Okay. But um, maybe I'm a Jabari Smith hater because I did say coming into the draft, I don't think he's going to amount to much. I don't see all star, superstar, and Jabari Smith Jr. I saw. I, agree I saw with that, I saw Mikel Bridges. That's who I saw. I saw a free and D wing, good defender. I don't think he's. I don't think he's as talented as Mikel on the defensive end. No, neither do I. But that's that's where I see him. Like that's his role. 
to me. I don't see all-star. I don't think he has the shot creation ability. I don't think he's good enough around the rim. But I think he's a good, versatile defender who can switch maybe in his prime, maybe two through four comfortably, one through mm-hmm. four sometimes. And then on some small ball fives, he could probably guard them. But offensively, I think his ceiling is a catch-and-shoot player and maybe one dribble pull-ups. That's as far as it goes. I don't see any shot. I don't see shot creation to a high level. I don't see a 22, 23-point-per-game score. I see 14, 15 on solid efficiency and good defense. That, that's what I saw for him. For sure. You you want to chime in on the rookies? Uh, as far as rookie of the year? Uh, just, just in terms of how they're playing so far. And, yeah, I guess you could say rookie of the year, early predictions or anything of that nature. I don't, I don't have an early prediction, I guess, but I like, uh, I like the kid from from the Pacers, Metherin. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's playing extremely well. I, you know, hope that they can figure their situation out uh, in terms of you know Miles Turner and whatnot, um, and then depending on how that turns out, see what he does. But man, what, I like what I've seen so far, man. He's not, he's not afraid of the moment, <clears throat> especially what was the last game that I seen him play. They played yesterday or day before yesterday. They played the Nets. Like Remember, he came off the bench and gave him thirty. Yeah, yeah. So he had a great third quarter, I believe, man. I, I mean, I like him. I like him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Nets, or not the Nets, the Pacers are actually in a pretty good position with you know just a couple of their young younger players. Uh, like you know, they obviously they they're not going to win a championship anytime in the next five <laughs> years. But they got they got uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, we just talked about Matherin and then Chris Diawarte. They played the Nets back to back games. So uh, the first game, Matherin scores 30, 32 off the bench. The next game, Chris Diawarte scores thirty. So I think between those three guys, got a, a good group of three moving forward to kind of build around. And none of them might not ever be a superstar league. But you gotta, you, you know, you gotta have role players. You gotta have second options, third options, and I think that's a good starting point for the Nets. Ironic, right, says that we're looking again. All right, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you guys got any? You're on the way out. We don't get too bad, we just go straight. Y'all got something on the way out? Oh, I got one more super chat. You pushing too. for that three out? You pushing for that? Three oh out. yeah, you already know. Uh, my man Van Giovanni, DJ Khaled said, "If Luca gets Clay, they're probably going to win." This Clay, okay, yeah, no, not this Clay, not this Clay. <laughs> My final words is that um, my who easily clears Jim's heart. I don't want to debate. Okay. No Confucius? That was Confucius said that. My who clears James Harden. <laughs> I, came, I came straight from the scrolls of Confucius. <laughs> the scrolls. <laughs> What's up, Doug? What you got to say on the way out? I have a quote that's been on my mind. Uh, you would know, never know how someone feels unless you're the one in their shoes. Quote by Dub. Hmm. <laughs> Philosopher Dub. Fire. Mars Euro. Um, um, Andrew G. Right. Chat, you're a bozo. I'm Say what? Andrew G. In the chat is a bozo. That's that's fire. Fire. Um, I'm bookmarking this episode, man, for sure. Dub took a major L. That was epic. Stop lying, bro. You put your old head on the fucking spike. Let's not do this. Like, let's not do this. Dub, you were in your feelings, bro. You was hurt, man. You was pacing back and forth. You oh, got never, your booster seat to sit I up never, and everything, I bro. Get that hurt. Was I never crazy. Get hurt. But, Euro, but Euro, I'm just letting you know right now, you said a bunch of cap. 
said a bunch of lies <laughs> on today. And it hurts me. It hurts me to sit here and watch you say some shit like this. Your Mar said it perfectly. My, it was my Why does it episode, matter? I'm not gonna lie. Why does it matter? Yo? I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was debating. Before we're wrapping it up, why are we doing this again? Yeah, we're not. Uh, you know, it's just it's just post mortem, literally mortem. No crazy dub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, run. Body. Yo, why? I seen I seen y'all do that draft yesterday on the panel. Why we gonna do it like that? I mean, we could do some draft. These, these guys be wanting to do drafts. That, 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 draft was, that draft was tough yesterday. I like how y'all did that. Yeah, that shit was fine. Mars was crying because he had to pick somebody in the seventies. Mars and Lo. No, I just don't like being told I have to pick someone from a decade. I want to build my team. I don't like having those restrictions. No, nah, most yeah. definitely. But I'm like, we we got a we got a collective of brilliant basketball minds. I'm like, let's you know, let's do something a little creative. It's it's easy to just pick and choose from the top players, but let's add a little context to it. Low, low up there with, with a big ass uh frown on his face. My boy, yeah, you Lou's oh. team is trash. That's why he was upset. I think my team was good. I just didn't like Lou's. The rules was terrible. Making me Either general, know. you don't know what you're talking about. My new clear Nobody hard. wants to pick. Nobody wants to pick Jerry. Goodbye, Dub. All right, y'all. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all later. We got gridiron tonight. Open gym on Friday. Floon and chill tomorrow night. That is Thursday night. Uh, and we'll be back again on Sunday. Dub, I know you have something to say, so go ahead. Hold on, please like the video before you guys click off as well. Facts. Facts. Hey, Flo- when is Floon and chill coming on? Tomorrow at six. No, eight, uh, six, six Pacific time. So nine Eastern. Bob, I'm not gonna do this with you. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Appreciate you for tuning in. Duh. <laughs> <laughs>